get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to episode 190 of the What Up, Though? podcast. Ooh, 10 away. 10 away. From, from big, another landmark. Big 200. Yeah. It seemed like it took forever to get to to 100, but this 200 one doesn't seem like it took that long. Yeah, I wonder if we had, like, well, I, I mean, I know we did, but there were more moments of extended gaps between 1 and 200 than there was between 0 and 100. Like, I feel like between 0 and 100, we were probably recording every week. Like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah, Save I mean, for a couple um, one-offs here or there. But between 1 and 200, I feel like there were times where, like, we might go two, three weeks periodically without an episode or, you know, stuff like two that. Two weeks, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, I think it... Uh, Vacations, honeymoons, and all that good stuff. But between I, 0 and 100, we wouldn't do a shit. <laughs> well, I think, too, it was... Uh, I think one in between uh, one and one hundred. I think I was I was off work. I wasn't working. Oh yeah, that's a much, that's a much more important factor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was unemployed like a motherfucker. So um, yeah, I never had shit up for sure. Uh, yeah. I wasn't getting up early on Thursday. Matter of fact, <laughs> now you to cancel God. <laughs> like, matter of fact, like yo, my guy, it's thirty one degrees outside. <laughs> like dog, we can figure some shit out. Oh, let's go in then. Oh yeah, we'll do that too. <laughs> You know, it's supposed to be 40 on Thursday. Uh. <laughs> I, I will say, I'm definitely uh, for a 40-plus date and a 30-plus date any day of the fucking week. Like, I mean, it's chill, but not having to be super fucking cold is always a plus for me and shit. Like, I'm, not, I'm not super fucking cold today. Like, today wasn't today as bad as bad. I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be worse. Yeah, they built it up like it was they being meteorologists built it up like this shit was going to be, like, crazy bad. And it was not that bad. Like, I, okay, I, I had this as a topic, but I, I want to just talk about it real, real quick. I don't know <laughs> what, like, I don't understand the job of a meteorologist. Like, I mean, no, I take that back. I understand the job, but I don't understand. Okay, so just to, <laughs> I, I'm going to just give an example and then try to, rather than trying to explain that comment. Um, leading into today, I have a, a weather app on my phone, like, like iPhones come with a weather app, but I have a different weather app that I actually paid for. Mm-hmm. It was like, I don't know, like $2 or some shit, whatever. Um, that has all kinds of extra features and shit. Right. And it gives me notifications for weather alerts in my area, all that good stuff. And this was been blowing me up kind of like severe weather alert, severe weather alert about today. And it was like, yeah, it's going to be ice. It, no, they, they put it in like in, in segments, like it's going, it's going to be cold. And it's gonna rain, and it's gonna be ice. Like they be a super fucking detailed thing. Like, oh, they must know they fucking shit. Yeah, but then I'm looking like the temperature for today is 37 degrees, and I'm like, I am no meteorologist, but I do know that water doesn't freeze at 37 degrees. So where the ice gonna come from? Now, granted, like, man, I am no, I am no weather expert. I'm no meteorologist. 
I'm no chemist, nothing like that. What we do know but just, is that plus 32 <laughs> is uh, above freezing. Right. So I'm like, how's it going to be icy? But they was just blowing me up with that alert. And I walk outside today at about three o'clock and it was, I'd say mid thirties, 34, 35. There was no rain. The streets were clear. It wasn't slippery, nothing like that. When I left work at 6.30-ish, it was drizzling. But it was like 36-ish, maybe. Like when when I got in the car, it said 37. I don't... And then I still got an alert at, I want to say, 5.30-ish. That was like, severe weather alert for Detroit has been extended like to 8 p.m. I'm like... Y'all really not going to let this, like, like I feel like it's an app, so it's not like it's a person, but I feel like the app was like, we're not going to take this L. We're going to keep telling y'all that this ice is coming. And it's like, I'm like, bro, it's 36 degrees outside. Ain't no ice coming. Like, it's like, not. He was like slim from uh, uh, the wire. Like, we're going to fight on this lie. Like, we're just going to keep it going and shit, dude. Yeah, That's exactly what it was, man. And I'm like, dog, it's like, let it go. Nah. It's not icy out. Let it be. And our chat, Tony, uh, uh, the other day, Tony said, I think they just look out the window like we do. Talking about the meteorologists and shit. Dog. They must, dog. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like tomorrow, man, it ain't even be warm now. Like, I have no faith that tomorrow is what they said it's going to be. Yeah. And then, like, there's, I don't, I don't understand how a meteorologist can keep their job being wrong all the time. Like, I feel like meteorology is a, is a job that I don't think you can ever be great at because you can look at weather patterns and like, okay, so this situation is happening in this area and the wind is blowing this way and it's traveling this way. And the, the climate can change when it moves from one region to the next, like all this kind of stuff. Right. But at the end of the day, weather is nature. And I don't understand how you can make a living trying to predict what nature is going to do. And it's so many times where the weather report will be like, it's going to be like this. And they're not just wrong. They're way wrong. <laughs> like, like, Hey, big snowstorm is coming and no snow happens at all. Like that kind of wrong. And I, I just don't understand why it's a thing. Like, I feel like I, 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 you can't completely hang it up cause it is right a lot of the time. And it does give you a good barometer of like what, you know what your weather situation might look like most of the time, but I feel like predicting the weather is like a I don't know I, I'm so novice on this shit, but I just feel like it's like a fool's mission. Like you can never really get that shit right all the time, and yeah. I think I think it exists because <laughs> I think it exists because motherfuckers just like talking about weather when they ain't got nothing else to say, and that uh, shit drive me crazy, man. I be in the elevator and shit. That is, I'm like, dog, I'm only going up to the third floor. Like, why don't like, I just shut up? Tomorrow. <laughs> Like, don't talk to me about that mess. Yeah, I'm like, man, I'm going up three floors, bro. Like, we don't have to talk. We can just I, I let think, the elevator move, I think dog. people are really afraid of uncomfortable silence. And I think part of that is because they consider silence to be uncomfortable. To what? me, an uncomfortable silence is if you go to your girl or your chick you dating and you're like, I love you. And then you hear nothing. <laughs> and you That's hear crickets. That's an uncomfortable silence. I think silence. people need to embrace silence. Like, silence is a good thing. Let's let's do it more. Mm-hmm. Let's just not talk. Yes. I'm totally okay with that. Especially in elevators. We like, gotta, elevators do not need conversation. Man, Chances are you in an elevator with a bunch of people you don't fucking know. Y'all don't have to talk. You don't have to be like, 
Yeah, so uh, pretty cold out, huh? Shut the fuck up. I have a, it's I have 9 a, o'clock in the morning. I have a coworker, new coworker. He comes up. I got a half cube where the wall goes up only like halfway. He always comes over, throw his fucking arms up, and just want to talk. <laughs> like standing right in front of my monitors, and I got my earphones. I take my earphones, like, what's up? As soon as I got to take my, like, I don't do it anymore, but when I did have to, when I did work with my headphones on, immediately if I have to take off my headphones, I'm already, you already got me in a bad place. Because whatever I'm listening to, I'd rather hear than whatever you got to say. So if you lean over my cubicle, I don't have a cubicle, but if you leaned over my cubicle and I got my headphones on, you're like, hey, so uh, how was your drive in? You don't get the fuck out of my face, dog. Dude, don't, don't, don't ask me that. Don't ask me It's that. too early. I, I tell, I tell uh, people at work all the time, like, I'm really not a good functioning human prior to about one in the afternoon. Like, I, thought, I thought you were going to say like 4.30. <laughs> I think one is extreme. Like people always la- like laugh like, God damn, one o'clock? Like, yes, one o'clock. And I even noticed it today. Like I was in a pissy mood because it's early in the morning and I have to go into work and pretend like I'm not in a pissy mood because it's early in the morning, which is, spoiler alert, a topic I have for later. But <laughs> I have to pretend like I'm cool. And I don't actually get cool until, like, I looked at it today. It was, like, 1247. I was like, I'm all right now. What time is it? 1247? Ah, that 1 o'clock thing is on point. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not that bad. I just like <laughs> I I just like to sit at my desk, open my emails, get comfortable before somebody start barking at me some bullshit. Yeah, that's that's one of my things too, and I kind of sometimes want to tell people that as a prerequisite, like, don't fuck with me. Before. But see, I can't say don't fuck with me till one. <laughs> but I, mean, yeah. I also, but I do want to say like, don't fuck with me when I'm like walking in. Like, give me about thirty minutes. Like that's enough time for me to not be mad if you bother me. Like, and then I can at least pretend like, yeah, what's up? I've been settled in for like half an hour, like. Right. Was good. Let me take off my jacket. Let me turn on my cube. Let me let me have a little coffee. Like for me, it's maybe my the coffee is usually when I'm good. Let me get a good half a cup in, three fourths in. Then maybe I'll be you know able to talk to somebody and shit. But I'm, they I'm, don't have that respect, man. I don't get it. I mean, and I'm and I I guess I would consider myself more outgoing, extrovert than more than introvert. But man, I don't care who you are. You 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 gotta. Love fucking quiet times sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I I think that there's just some people who either I don't even think you have to be an extrovert to be that person. I think you just there are just some people who don't really understand the concept of some people wanting to be left alone for like a a a, a portion of time. Like I don't think it's too too much of an ask. To if you if you have somebody coming into work and they ain't even sat down yet to think like maybe I shouldn't bug this person yet I don't I don't feel like I don't feel like that that consideration that or that thought that should be unique to introverts I feel like everybody should be nah, able to nah, that's, to that's, recognize that that should just be a, a a human being thing like like no no let, let me you feel like just because I'm on the floor you want to talk and shit like no. That's morning people, dog. Morning people, man. I can't rock with morning people, dog. Morning people be just like, they just be happy as fuck, man. Like, I don't understand why you so happy. It's 9 o'clock in the morning. Why are you happy? Like, you're like, God woke me up this morning. Man, sh- shut the fuck up. Like, damn. 
let me be unhappy about being awake this early and having to like be a functioning member of society at nine o'clock in the morning. And nine o'clock in the morning is probably late to them. But to me, that's early. If I had my way, I'd still be asleep at nine o'clock, much less at work. Man, it's like I got times in the day where I'm just looking forward to like 1045 is like, cool, lunch in a little while. Four o'clock is when my lead leaves. So I know I got a whole other hour left. Like, you know, got these uh, milestones throughout the day. Yeah, I'm I got looking, those too. Looking forward to about 10, by 10 o'clock. I'm already thinking about what the fuck I want to do for lunch. Then I go to <laughs> 10 lunch. O'clock. I go to lunch anywhere between eleven and twelve thirty. So if I'm hungry as shit, I dip at eleven. If I could wait, I just BS until I figure out what the fuck I want to eat and, and so forth. So yeah, that's kind of my markers too. Like eleven is a marker because um, I usually, if I have breakfast, I have it really early. So um, usually I don't. If I do, it'll be a, if I do have breakfast, it'll just be something real, real, real small and real, real, real quick at like nine thirty. Um, but the cafeteria at my job starts with lunch at eleven. So even if I don't have breakfast, I know I can get something to eat at eleven. So, and then of course I work downtown, so I always have like restaurant options or whatever like that. But um, yeah, eleven is a marker for me as as far as like food goes, and then. I guess like around two, I start feeling like I can start kind of like winding down, I guess, if that makes sense, because I have a lot of team members who leave at like four and five o'clock. So if they if if in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, well, I don't have a lot to leave it for. I have a handful to leave it for, but everybody pretty much leaves at five. So at two o'clock, I'm thinking like it's only three more hours before everybody is out of here. And then I can get real work done between like five and six or five and seven, usually seven. That's usually when I leave. So, yeah, I have I have those little markers. And depending on how busy my day is, if I get to two o'clock, like kind of fast, that's a good day to me. I'm like, oh, it's two o'clock already. Bet. So, yeah. Only thing that gets me like my lead leaves at four. If he leaves early or something, it throws me off because I'm used to it. Okay, I got another hour and shit. Oh, right. He leaves fucking at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. I'm like, motherfucker. It just seemed like it's so much longer and shit to five. You got to tell him, like, yo, you fucked my day up when you left early. Right. So, um, we have, do we have any emails? We have emails and we got topics. Okay. Topics. Like, I, it's interesting because, like, I feel like we, we, we show up for the podcast and we might have a topic here or there, but we don't really prepare lately, lately too much. Been, most lately we've been just off the hip. Yeah. Just kind of winging it. And I don't ever think we have like quote unquote, like bad episodes. We have episodes that I just kind of feel like, yeah, we really just, uh, we really just mailed this one in. <laughs> and we have episodes where I walk away. I'm like, yo, that shit was fire. But by and large, like you said, we kind of just like wing it. But when we got shit, <laughs> man, and nigga, I got shit. Like, I got shit to talk about today, dog. So, like, I hope that it, the only thing that bothers me is if I feel like we got shit to talk about or we have a good episode, don't nobody really listen to it. <laughs> See, that'd be the thing, man. Like, you know, when, when, when you used to, we were, the times we had prepared and had notes and shit like that, I feel like those are a lot of the episodes that get looked over. Yeah. Versus the ones we just off the hip talking about random shit. And it seems like those get the, you know, most attention. But, you know, you only can do is put the shit out there and, you know, 
Whoever listens going to listen, so. Yeah, there was one that we did where when we stopped recording, I was like, I didn't feel good about it. I was like, man, we really didn't, like, we really didn't do shit. Like, I feel like we kind of mailed it in. This was recent, like, maybe, like, within the last two, three weeks. And and DJ Tim Hines was like, great episode. I really loved it or whatever. I'm like, yeah. I was like, in my head, I was like, damn, I didn't even like that episode. At least recording it. I mean, maybe if I listen back to and, it, I'd be like, and that's what it's I, better than I and thought. And that's why I stopped tripping about episodes that we, you know, kind of wing and shit. As long as we're just not umming and humming and, you know what I'm saying, mass silence in between shits. For the most part, we have enough shit going on in life. And, and you figure by at least 190 of these bitches, we've learned to wing it well and shit. So, you know, I don't too much worry about it. Uh, although I think last week was probably the most we've winged it. Um, yeah. But again, you know, it's one of those that don't. But we offset that with fire ass episode titles. Yeah, I've been, so. I've been incredibly proud of our last two or three episode titles, and e- and each of those times, it was it was while we were recording. Like it was, I was like, "Yo, that's a great episode title." Yeah, we <laughs> and wrote it down. Yeah, I think we've had good luck with that. Um, I mean, because really, when you, you kind of think about like, I guess on Twitter, uh, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, like, on Twitter, like just data analytics and shit, and trying to get people to to click our podcast that probably wouldn't have never clicked it before. You know, we, we're using hashtags, we're doing all these things and shit. But sometimes, you know, an absurd as title, you know, could kind of catch catch somebody. Um, that was like, I think I was talking about last week. There was a guy who just started listening. And mm-hmm. I forget which episode he was uh, talking about, but it was more of our create more creative uh, titles. Um, I think what's it also might have been the movies, marriage, and porn sex. It it was episode sixty, which is crazy. So the last seven days, uh, our last episode, nigger gym shoes, we've been played. 19 times and then eight times for the movie marriage and porn star sex which is crazy that was like episode fucking 63 dude 63 yeah not 163 just 63 63 (laughs) so it's just kind of funny how that shit works um that's interesting I think that like the the episodes that get play I don't want to say bother me but it bothers me a little bit just because I I want the really really good stuff to be heard and there's no real way to uh make sure that people listen to one episode over another it's like okay people listen or they don't and I I, I feel like I, I I try to make sure the titles are decent I try to make sure I put good tags in the in the post and I still haven't figured out like the algorithm, like what makes a difference. And I thought I had it figured out. I didn't. I don't think there. I think. I think the thing is it's simple. We. I mean, there's. Unless you're just putting fucking, you know, hashtags that don't matter about shit. Just you know, a lot of people get, you know, hits and stuff because they put whatever the current, current you know, uh, hashtags are. Mm-hmm. Like what's whatever's popping at that moment, which mm-hmm. I don't think would be a huge. That would be an experiment to try. I do it. I do that. Now, how do you base it on? So what do you base it on? 
whatever random shit comes to my head that I think people will fucking no well that, that too resonate but I, like what what I was thinking tag Beyonce and we kinda just, fucking talk about Beyonce just happened but, <laughs> shit like that but I swear I thought it was a list at least on Twitter or something that you can see what the most popping hashtags are currently or something like that. Like trending topics? Like tr- Yeah, like trending topics, basically. Like right now, the mass Singer is trending. What how, what would affect if we did shit like that? Tag shit like, you know, whatever the most trending shit is. The mass Singer, Nike, Jussie, Jack White. It was just, you know, I'm just looking on Twitter. Who the fuck Twitter. is Jack White? And uh, what is the Mad Singer? I don't even know what that is. The Mask Singer, like face mask. Singer. I still don't know what it is. Yo, so um, Nick Cannon hosts this show called The Mask Singer. And oh, never heard of it. You have a singing show with judges, standard thing, except that The Mask Singer is in full costume and it's a celebrity and they have to figure out who it is. So the singer is a celebrity? The slinger is the singer. The ah. slinger. The dick slinger. The the dick slinger <laughs> is a... No, so the whatever the singer is, is some celebrity of some sort, not necessarily a singer. And they have to figure out who it is? Yeah. That shouldn't be that hard. I, I mean, I guess if, if you make it like a... But if you don't notice, like for instance, Antonio Brown was one of them before. How would you guess Antonio, Antonio Brown? Brown? The, the fucking football player. The football player? player? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so that changes my perception then. Yeah, that's I what I'm saying. It's not, it's people not singers. Who are singers. Oh, no, okay. no, no, it's not singers. Okay. So, <laughs> no, like, like I Christina, say, I, 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 I Christina watched, Aguilera could have nah, on a fucking bear saying, costume. I'd be some, like, that's Christina Aguilera. I'm sorry, I take that back. Some are singers, some are not. Oh, okay. So, but, like I say, the one I do remember was How Antonio the fuck Brown. would you know Antonio Brown? Unless you know, like, unless know, they give you a list of, like, ten names, it's one of these ten people. They, and I don't know if they actually guessed him or not, but I do know that he was one of them. And I seen uh, Nick Cannon on some show, and he was saying how he chose not to know who it is either. Okay. Like, he just hosted, and then it's like a panel, kind of like any other random-ass singing show or whatever. So... Hmm. And I, when I first heard of that shit, I was like, man, that shit's going to be trash. Who the fuck will watch this shit? And that shit's been crazy popular, dude. Obviously. That's weird. I've never even heard of it. But I don't have... It doesn't, I, I what don't channel think, does it come on? Do you know? NBC, I think. Huh. The Masks? It doesn't mean much. You have seen it because you pretty much don't check the internet and take night, you know, or yeah. whatever the case. So I can see you not knowing. Um, but yeah, and I, I've never, I've never watched the episode, but... I see it so much and hear about it so much, like on Facebook and Twitter and shit. So, and I am staunchly opposed to singing shows. Yeah, I don't really. Care not for because shows. I mean I don't like singing, but <laughs> you don't not, like them as much as like the Oscars. What? I was not like, even close. I was looking at the uh, the uh, the chat conversations uh, in Tim High and and Axel's group. Oh, I didn't even know you were in that group. Show. Yeah, I am. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was looking at that, but that was a bad reference since you didn't know. You didn't I, know I, I didn't, didn't think you would have even seen oh. that. So that's why I was like, what? <laughs> I almost commented, but it would have been snarky. So I just said, okay. <laughs> I don't, I, I, my, I, I didn't have a problem with that conversation. I was just curious why people were so anti Oscars because I don't see what, why the Oscars are worse than any other award show. So it's not like I'm like, 
how dare you slander the Oscars? My thing was just like, why are you so anti-Oscars? Like, what makes it, that it was any worse than the Grammys or the Emmys or the Gold? Like any of them? And I just, like, thought, and I just thought it was so. It was funny that it wasn't like one person. It was like multiple people. Like yeah. fuck the Oscars. I'd rather piss on cotton versus you know whatever. Piss on fuck. cotton. I don't know. Some <laughs> random ass. You know, some some totally alternative absorbent uh, ass fabric. <laughs> right. So. Um, yeah, I, I was reading that. It was kind of funny. I was like, dang, they really don't like the Oscars, huh? Um, but then he, but then the guy responded to some weirdly snarky shit to you, though. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, I'm going to ignore him. I thought about I it, but did. I was like, eh, I'm going to ignore I him. I did answer. <laughs> I'm like, okay. uh, yeah, you didn't. He was sitting there like uh, that um, Kermit the Frog gif when he fucking mad typing on a typewriter. But I don't like singing. But I really don't like singing shows because I don't understand, one, why they're popular, and two, why there's so many shows that do the same thing. And why do they do it? Why, why do can't they have you just so have one? Much, and they have so much success. Yeah. So much fucking success. Like, I enjoy uh, American Idol for the bloopers for the longest. Like, when they got to the 16, I was out. <laughs> like, and then I, didn't, I didn't feel the need to watch yeah. it anymore. You know, that's, but, that, and that's cool. And American Idol is like the originator. But like, why do you need seven American Idols airing at the same time? And and, and that was when I saw the mass scene. I'm like, we've we've seen this 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 process this you yeah. know all, over and over again. So I'm like, how the fuck is this going to make it? And sure as shit, you know, you got some creative people. Like, maybe we should put them in costume. Like, that got to be a high moment. Like, everybody's sitting around <laughs> with the bong and shit passing around. Like, Let's put some costumes on. <laughs> put them in a Simba mask. Right. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Why is that a thing? Yeah. So. But, the, but that's what it is. Like, they add, like, a one little thing. Like, the voice got, like... Hey, don't look at him and then spin around your chair. Like, yeah, it's the always fuck? some kind of like <laughs> weird off the wall thing to set themselves apart or something. But I mean, so far it doesn't work. Like I say, I forgot about that dumb shit too. The whole spin around. <laughs> what, what show is that again? The Voice. The Voice, yeah. And that show became hella popular and shit. Mm-hmm. So, sidebar, do you know they make, as you're drinking a Red Bull, you know they make peach flavored rib? No, I'm sorry, pear. Well, yeah, peach too. Yes. And pear. Yes, and I don't know how I know. I just seen it twice. I seen it last night at Meyer, and then I was at Walgreens today and saw it. Okay, no, I haven't seen it. I saw someone post, and I don't know who it was because I was just like quick, like thumbing through my timeline looking for things that interest me. And I slowed up when I saw a picture of a Red Bull can, and somebody was like, "This." I can't, no, they didn't cite that specific one, but they were like the flavored Red Bulls and never disappointed them. And it was a picture of either the peach or the pear one, and then somebody commented about whatever the other one is. So if it was a picture of the peach, they were like, have you had the pear? And, or the reverse, whichever one it was. So that's the only reason I know that it exists. I've never seen it. But yeah. I, I don't have any interest in trying those. I'm I, not that big almost, into it. I was almost tempted to try the, the pear one, but... I didn't. I just got two regular joints and was out. If I tried one, it would be the peach one, but I'm not going to fuck with it, more than likely. Sometimes Red Bull come around work and be, like, giving out free shit. If they're giving out free of the peach or the pear one, I probably wouldn't try the pear one, even if it was free. But the peach one I might try if they gave it to me. I'm kind of opposite. I don't have to have peach, but I'll, I'll probably definitely. I might end up buying the pear one, so. 
Um, before we get, you said we don't have emails. No, we do. Oh, we do. Yeah, um, we have one from Baylor and one from um, Jeff Edmondson. Okay. Which he just sent like ten minutes ago, so he lucked out. Oh, okay. Um, I guess uh, before we continue, I tell you one story from my past weekend in uh, Kentucky. So why were you in Kentucky? So <laughs> reason was going to Kentucky is a couple of us, uh, cigar uh, fellas was that our uh, homeboy Tony, who's been on the podcast um, a few times, he's in what they call the ambassador program for Maker's Mark. I'm in that too. Are you in it? Yes, I am. Okay. So what that means is that you get to pick a barrel with uh will contain you know uh maker's mark that you would get and when that barrel is finished which typically takes like four to five years Mm -hmm. you get to go and get bottles out of your barrel Mm -hmm. so we planned a trip uh to go down and then so tony's barrel is ready tony barrel is ready was Mm -hmm. ready this past weekend so it was it was like a they get them a six month window to be able to come down and get out of their barrel and so forth so we planned for this past weekend to go on, and um, two, two two and a half weeks ago, Tony broke his ankle. So yeah, Tony's a cripple, so he couldn't yeah, go. He's a cripple now. So um, I think he was actually going to try to go if they had, had the surgery the week they were supposed to, but they pushed his surgery back another week, which kind of pushed him out of it. So I'm like, well, if we can't pick up the bottles, I'm like. I don't really want to go then, you know, since he was supposed you to You weren't able to pick up the bottles? Well, let me not interrupt the story. Um, yeah. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> so, but I'm like, if we can't. So he emailed him short and short, we could pick up the bottle. We had to give him his, you know, ambassador number and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So we decided to go. Um, on the way down, we're trying to map this shit out, like which way, to, you know, because two of the ma- major distilleries were on one side of town, like Maker's Mark and Heaven Hill. And Heaven mm-hmm. Hill is the one that does uh, Elijah Craig. Mm-hmm. So they were on one side of town, and then you had uh, Buffalo Trace, uh, Four Roses, Woodford Reserve, all on the other, one side of town as well. So it was like as far as east and west or whatever. So we like bet let's try to figure out which one the cl- um, you know the closest we get to to go to, and so um, we decided it was uh, Buffalo Trace. Which, if you guys don't know, Buffalo Trace makes, obviously, Buffalo Trace, <laughs> uh, Eagle Rare, all of the Pappies, the Wellers, and shit like that. So, that was initially, that wasn't even on the list initially. But we couldn't get to Maker's Mark because they closed at 3.30. It was already, like, 12 o'clock or some shit. So, we called uh, Buffalo Trace. They're like, cool, if you can get here around 3.30, we got a last tour at 4. So, we get there at, uh, around 3.30-ish. We're ready for our tour. And uh, it's two tour guys. It's a bunch of us. It's a white lady and this older black guy. And so black guy's talking, introducing himself, introducing other tour guy. I think he kept telling us she was like a teacher or some shit. I don't know why he referenced that. We're like, if you want to go to the math teacher, you go that way. You want to stay with me? And just joking about her and shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then if you want to stay with me, you can stay with me. So uh, our buddy Terry, who's in the group, Terry's like, uh, I think we should stay with him. I'm like, first I'm like, he's the black guy. I want to stay with him anyway. <laughs> like, I just figured he's going to be good, you know, no matter what. So, 
The math teacher's wearing a Confederate flag dress. So I'm going to go with her. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was funny. A lot of people did. Was it a woman? Yeah, it was a woman. Okay. White woman. A lot of people left for her, too. And, like, it, of course, I was the only black person on the whole tour, mm-hmm. except for the damn black tour guide. So, uh, they go, and we're standing there. He's talking, and we get outside right before we go to do the tour. And, long story short, we find out, like, he's, like, famous in the bourbon world. Like, his granddad, well, he's a third-generation Buffalo Trace worker. His granddad started there in 1912, um, one of the first foremans of Buffalo Trace. His dad worked there, and his, and he, he didn't, though. He was doing, like, the guy named, his name Freddie. Freddie was doing some other shit tech in tech or something. His dad got sick. He came back. has been working there ever since, like, 2002. So he is the first African American to get inducted into the Bourbon Hall of Fame. <laughs> first black person in, or whatever. Crazy shit. Don't do the tour. He's telling the stories about a lot of the older the owners giving his, you know, his granddad and dad like special bottles of Pappy and all the other crazy shit. Dopest fucking thing I I thought I would get out of the trip. Like I wasn't expecting to get like black history lessons, and shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he was dope as hell. He, uh, he signed, um, a Buffalo trace bottle for us and shit. Just, just, and it was just cool for me being a one of the only black persons on the tour. And then just to see, you know, uh, a black person that was so highly regarded, um, and then it kind of helped the Black History Month and shit. But you, when you think of the bourbon world and like the you know the, the industry and stuff, you don't hear of any black people that's involved in any shape or form. You know, not even in the nigga shit like Hennessy and you know what I'm saying <laughs> and shit like that. So that was kind of cool. I mean, uh, the the trip in general was dope. We, when we got to Maker's Mark, um, so the process is you do a tour, and after the tour, you can pick up your bottles, and so they. Uh, they put your the label on with your name on it, and then they let us dip the bottles in the candle uh, wax and shit for the top. So we, that's dope. So we ended up uh, video chatting Tony while we did it to show him his bottles and oh, shit. That's dope. So we copped him a few <laughs> bottles. Then I got a bottle of our own and shit. So that was dope. So that so was how many of, bottles of the makers of from Tony's barrel did y'all get? Uh, five total. So we got, got we each got one each, and then. We got uh, Tony too. So what happens with the rest of the barrel? Like, can you come back? Because you said you got a six month window to come back. If you don't come back, I don't think in you six can... months does the rest of the barrel go to the public. See what what we, what we thought. What, what what we came up with is that that barrel is probably a bunch of people. A bunch a bunch of people had that same barrel. Ah. That makes sense. And so, you know, however, however many are done within that like six-month period has that bottle, uh, that barrel bottle and shit. So mm-hmm. I think you could totally get, like, with friends, you could totally get a 13 bottles. Hmm. But. So, yeah, that must be true because I feel like a, a barrel would have way more than 13 a bottles. A barrel has. Hundred seventy five. That would be way more. Yeah. Of uh, we found out. So, yeah, I don't but, like that. It's my barrel, not right, right. Fifteen other motherfuckers. Right. But barrel. I think it's like a bunch of the motherfuckers is done. But then again, I didn't pay for the barrel itself. Yeah. Yeah. So it was dope, though, man. It was a, uh, um, 
I, and I don't really like Maker's Mark that much, but I was just cool to get a bottle with somebody, well, you know, a friend's name on it and shit, and being able to actually, you know, uh, dip the candle on the top and shit like that. Um, so it was cool, though, man. I think it'll definitely be a dope trip for folks. You know, I think you would probably enjoy it as well. My, um, bear, my beer was only 10 months old. <laughs> I think mine is just a year. Mine has an expected maturity of April 2024. Through oh, October 2025. Did you, did you do it in April? I mean, we probably did it ours right, at I the same time. Say, I think we did it at the same time. I literally just opened the app. So, yeah, I have <laughs> quite a while before um, I can go fetch my fetch bottles. I will say, beer. though, whenever that happens, man, I, I think it's a dope-ass road trip to go on. We, uh, we stopped at this cool-ass liquor store that had a dope-ass humidor with cheap-ass shit, man. Where were y'all at that had like liquor samples that looked like they were like behind like the meat counter? <laughs> Yo, so that was at a place that was at a place called Liquor Barn. And that was a huge ass. You ever been to like the Bennies in Chicago? No. Or uh Kenwoods? Mm-mm. Okay, so whatever you know people go to Chicago to the, go to Chicago and go to the discount liquor stores to get liquor. You never hear people going to Chicago to get liquor? No. Yeah. So a lot of people do that. Why? Because it's it's discounted. So you like, get to the point where it's worth going to Chicago? If you're there in Chicago to come back. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's never worth going. Plus, uh, Chicago has, or Illinois, has crazy taxes. So a lot of times, unless it's some really huge discount off, you're not saving much because the taxes is like 8% or 9% or some crazy hmm. shit. But and now that I'm thinking, so the store we went to in Kentucky was like right around Cincinnati. That's like four some four four hours ish. It's the same distance Chicago, and there are no tax. No, it's just regular taxes. Hmm. Like for instance, I bought a fifth of uh, bullet for twenty two bucks. I know it's normally like twenty eight thirty bucks. That's a decent deal. It's not. It, for the record, there's no amount of liquor unless you're buying hundreds and hundreds of maybe a thousand of, to go on a trip solely for that shit. So. Let me just put that out there. But like I say, so I bought a bottle of that. That's like 10 bucks off. Um, I bought a bottle, a bottle of this vodka that I like, and that was usually 36 bucks and it was 20. So oh. shit like that. Hmm. And um, I found, and this wasn't really discounted, but so on our anniversary, we went to, we went to prime and proper and the wife had this wine that she liked there. So I'm like, cool. I want to find it. If she likes it, maybe, we can, you know, I have it at the house comes up. <laughs> looks it up comes up that bitch is like 110 bucks damn so I end up finding that bottle there at that liquor store granted it was still like a hundred dollars but damn. so we're saving it she just found out she had a cool uh, uh, a dope raise and oh. I'm waiting on my raise to actually happen this quarter and then we're gonna celebrate with that hundred dollar ass bottle so well, I hope I can have something to celebrate with some good liquor with I got my Isaiah Thomas signed champagne that I'm waiting for the Pistons to win the championship. I mean, I drink you might have a fucking baby in like two months, so you know that's yeah, a. But good... the Pistons winning the championship though. <laughs> 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 you don't got to use that bottle for it. You know. I got two babies. <laughs> like, I, I, these babies ain't new to me. So, yeah, yeah, babies ain't new. Uh, championships are hard to come by. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. You I can make a baby whenever you I want. Baby, yeah. <laughs> You had some babies much quicker, so. But that was my weekend, so pretty dope. Um, let's get to these top, or let's get to these uh, emails, videos, audios. 
Probably <laughs> are. I know once they send the video, but uh Jeff usually comes with the video, but Baylor come with the audio. Let's see. Oh, he's at Boyer Insurance Services again. I hope that's not your job. It oh, probably is. The random but, street he was on. Yeah, but I doubt <laughs> I, I, I doubt anybody who listens to our podcast is sitting up in Cali like, ah, Boyer Insurance Boyer. Services, let me go rob Baylor. Right. <laughs> All right, here we go. What up, though? It's your boy, BTG. So I'm at the part where you guys were talking about Cardi B. And I'm going to be honest with you. At first, I didn't like her. You know, I used to tell my wife all the time, she used to get on my nerves. And I didn't understand why people were watching her and paying attention to her. But, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit up here and be a hypocrite and say I wasn't around these same chicks uh, in middle school, high school, etc. And I'm not making an excuse. I'm just saying I grew up around chicks who had similar personalities to her. That's and to see her where she started to where she's at now, I don't think it's overhyped. I think just a lot of people relate to her and like it because she has blossomed so fast. Now, if you want to break down the talent, she is talented, but it's probably not the talent that we that we're used to, especially when it comes to female rappers. Because we we grew up on the uh, Brat, Eve, you know, um, MC Light, you know, uh, Salt and Pepper. We grew up on some some women who had quote-unquote bars back then even little kim foxy brown you know what i'm saying these were talented women when you look at a cardi b she's not a part of that era so when you compare her to jay-z and the struggle and the grind well it was different you know what i'm saying and by her being a woman in that category was totally different yeah jay-z may have sold drugs this that and the third and you can see where he's at now that's fine cardi b different lane Started out being a stripper, personality on television, and now look where she's at. So I have to, I respect it. Now, I'm not saying she's going to be one of the top five MC uh, women women rappers of all time. I'm not saying that. But the talent that she does have is not like, she her album is, is debatable. You know what I'm saying? For being the album of the year. Because there were clearly two or three other albums that were as good or better you know what i mean but the fact that she's even in talks with that that's come on man like you can't you can't really just grab anybody and say all right write for them put a dope beat to it and see how far they no it don't work like that you got to have some type of talent to get to where she's at and she has that i think what we do get caught up in is too much hype even when, even if you're proven, a lot of people don't like the Lakers. Why? Because they're always talked about. A lot of people don't like Golden State. Why? Because they're winning. They're always talked about. Same thing with the Patriots. And I absolutely hate them. But because they're always winning and they're talked about often, that shit gets on my nerve. I know it because I did, I did it with Drake. I no longer do that shit because it makes no sense to hate on something. He has talent. It's just not the talent that we're used to. You know what I'm saying? I don't listen to none of that nigga albums. I, the last album, I won't lie, I listened to half of it, just rap side. Um, and that was my first time ever listening to a half-complete album or whatever. But I'm not a fan, but I no longer hate on him because I know he got talent. It's just not something that I'm looking for. But as a Cardi B fan, I can say, like, it's some... Her team, first of all, and for her to listen to her team is good enough for me. You know what I'm saying? Because when you look at Nicki Minaj, who is clearly a better rapper, 
but whoever's in her team is not getting it's not it's not working out because Nikki's out there looking real bad right now <clears throat> as of right now so I think that's why a lot of people like like because she seems like she, she's approachable even though we've never met her in real life but <clears throat> the way she comes off her personality seems like she's just another down-to-earth ratchet girl and that's it as far as Nicki Minaj, I'm tired of hearing how fire her vagina is, and she's single. Well, now she got a new boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what it is. I don't, you know, the same thing with Tiffany Addis. I knew, I, you know, I met her in real life plenty of times before she got, before she blew up to where she's at now. The person that, that she is on TV is not the person that she is off of television. You know what I'm saying? And she is funny. But it's just, come on, you, when you compare them against legends, they'll never win. They'll never win. All right, so there's a couple of things I want to touch on with that with that um, email. Again, thanks, Baylor, for um, sending that in. And also, thank you for um, anytime you shout us out on your podcast, man. Every time I listen to your podcast, I gain a greater respect for what you do. Like, I think your podcast is, is extraordinarily dope. And I don't say that about many podcasts. Like, I listen to a lot. But, like, I don't know. I think your podcast is extraordinarily dope. And I, I, don't, I, I can't pinpoint why I think it's so good. But I think it's because he has a real uh, dynamic personality. I mean, it takes a lot to be able to do a solo podcast. Yeah, I, I, I didn't say that. that's a big part of it to me. I didn't say that just because I've said that before. Yeah. But, like, he... he uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I think it's nothing to be looked over. I mean... It, you know, I know we've definitely commented on that, but that's that's major, you know, to be able to, when you don't have someone to bounce stuff off of, you know, you got a lot going on to be able to, you know, do that. So, yeah. And then I know he has a he has a pretty wide circle of people he fuck with. So that I know that when he shout us out on her on his podcast, that people, other other people are going to a lot of people are going to hear that shout out. So I appreciate that. But um, speaking to to that topic. Um, I think that when we're talking about the Lakers or the Warriors or the Patriots, um, I don't think the dislike for those groups is so much about the fact that they're talked about because you can have talked about squads that are liked. I think I think the the dislike for certain uh, certain franchises or people or whatever. I think it kind of ties into the talk uh, relative to to the to what they do. So to put that to put that in perspective, right? The Lakers aren't aren't a very good team right now. The Lakers haven't been a very good team in <laughs> pretty much since the Pistons watched them in the finals. <laughs> but um, the Lakers haven't been a good team for a little while. Um, the Lakers. And the Celtics and and the Knicks teams like that, the teams that are are the the big franchise markets, like they always get that talk, like he said. But a lot of times they don't warrant the talk. Like you, like there's no reason to really talk about uh, the Lakers right now, aside from the fact that LeBron plays for them. But like the Lakers aren't doing anything that's like the talk of the NBA. Like the talk of the NBA should be like the Sixers. Or the Bucks, like the Sixers or the Bucks are interesting. And I think a lot of the the dislike for teams like that, like the Patriots and shit like that, is 
the fact that they're constantly talked about, I, this, this same logic doesn't apply to the Patriots because they 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 always win. They, they, the reason they're disliked is is simply because they always win. But the Lakers, the Knicks, and the Celtics and the NBA are always going to be talked about because they're the top franchises for like talent. But they might not be worth talking about. But they're still talked about. And then the Warriors. This is this is just me. This is my personal opinion on the Warriors. Is that I I personally don't find the Warriors entertaining to watch. I think that the Warriors are they were entertaining to me for a little bit, like back at the start of them kind of like coming into their own and and being a team with uh, great shooting. But right now, I kind of look at the Warriors as that team that transitioned the NBA from whatever it was prior to the current state of like threes, 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 threes. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be bothered by the Warriors if they were solely a good three point shooting team. But like the thing that irritates me about the Warriors watching them play is I see them constantly make bad decisions in the interest of shooting a three and they make them so they win games. So it doesn't really matter. But for me, it's not, it's irritating to watch them pass up good shots to take bad ones. And like that, that drives me crazy in this age of like threes now. Like it's like everybody values a three so much. And it's like the three is great. And it's dope. If you can hit a like to me, the three is devalued now because everybody focuses on it. Like that's, that's like what a lot of teams drive to be is like the Warriors. Like the Warriors got mad three point shooters. They they knock them down and and now other teams are like, okay, we need three point shooters. We need threes, threes, threes. And you have now centers who are like fucking practicing threes and shit. And like that's not that's not what I personally want to see in the NBA. I don't want to see centers shooting threes. I want to see centers working the paint. I want to see mid range shots. I want to see dunks. I want to see threes. I want to see everything. I don't want it to just be a competition of who can make the most threes. And so my dislike for the Warriors is not that they're talked about. It's just that to me, they've they've made the NBA, they've been the integral part of making the NBA this like three-point shooting league, which would be fine with me if they if it was a three-point shooting league in the sense of like that's how you win games solely. But like there's so much value put on a three that now I see bad bad basketball in the favor in favor of like jacking up threes threes to me hold value in getting that extra point when you need it so like if you're you know at a deficit of you know two points and you need a three to win or if you're down by a lot and not a lot because like if you're jacking up threes down by 20 then it's like you're you have on average like a a one third chance of making that three. So you're likely going to increase your deficit. But if you're down nine and you make a couple of threes and now it's a three point game, now we have an interesting game. But if you're just jacking up threes all the time, it's like, okay, well the three loses value at that point. Cause everybody's shooting three. You're going to make one, not other team going down and make one or shoot one or whatever. So that's my dislike for the Warriors. As far as Cardi B goes, um, her, I'm not going to deny her talent. Like, I think her album is dope. Like, I I thought her album was good. But it's her personality that just irks me. Like, I'm in a place right now where we we live in a world where black people are getting, like, shit on left and right. 
I don't want to see anybody who's a minority doing anything that's um, embarrassing for the race. Because it's like you on a, a wide platform. Like, I would like to see minorities who have a stage doing and saying things that can make their whatever their minority is, whether it's black, gay, uh, uh, whatever, that can make that, that can build up that, 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 uh, that group. And I feel like with her being like a, uh, black slash, I don't know what her Latin side is, Puerto Rican. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know, but whatever it is, I'd like to see her, Actually, I take that back. I don't want to say I like to see her because I don't want to put any kind of like demands on what I think she should do. But I don't like seeing her just like being like kind of like embarrassingly ignorant in public. <laughs> and I feel like every time I hear or see her, she's like embarrassingly ignorant. And that that just bothers me. It has nothing to do with her music. Like her music, I think, is is pretty decent, except for. um, Well, this is not knock against her. But the one song on her album that it's a dope song, but it's like two thirds of the song is in Spanish. And I'm like, OK, I like this song, but I don't understand two thirds of it. And then the one dude, he's saying the same fucking Spanish word over and over. So in my head, I'm like, I don't know what he's saying, but I know the bars is whack because he rhyming the same word with the same word. Yeah, I, <laughs> Like, I, I hate that shit. I don't I think my. um. Well, I'll comment on both uh, the foot, uh, the sports one. Well, I agree with that much to say about that one. I think the only only thing I can say is that with like specifically the Patriots, I think it's it's you know people. As soon as they were going to the Super Bowl, you know, you got I got all these random Facebook friends, and I'm sending these posts about you know them being so great and all this stuff, and they are a great team, you know. But and that's you can't argue that, but. It just seems like it's so easy to be a team, a fan of a team that does well all the fucking time. Like, there's no effort in being a fan of a team like that to me. And there's no gratification either. I don't see the gratification at all. Like, they always win. You're a fan of that. I mean, it's cool. You're, but there's to me, there's no, no, like you say, gratification from that. Like, okay, they won. They always win. Like, how did you become a fan? Like, your your fanship is really weird. So that's my only thing. With that one, uh, as far as Cardi B, I think my only my issue with her um, is kind of totally off um, of what yours is, is that I feel like she does all these like I think she reads the news too much about her. And then she does all these like reaction fucking videos. And I'm like, man, you just need to stop giving a fuck about what people think, dude. Like, you you know, you have a, a, a interesting storyline. You, you know, you came from, you know, uh, you know, uh. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what she did prior. I thought she, they always say she was a stripper. Um, but you came from, you know, some random person on Love and Hip Hop, which she was entertaining as fuck. And, you know, made it made it to something. You know, I I have no comment or question whether she should have best album of the year or whatever the fuck. But she's entertaining. So, you know, whatever works. But just just stop reading the fuck. I couldn't see. I don't think you could you could stay mentally healthy as a celeb reading all the bad shit about you. Like, that's just going to take its toll at some point. Like, you can't make reaction videos about every fucking thing, dude. That just, yeah. just seems kind of... You're going to lose your fucking mind, dude. Yeah. Like, and just then, make the millions and, and 
Make the meal get shit. And the thing about the Patriots too is the reason I I'm, I'm like tired of the Patriots winning all the time, but at the same time, I don't I don't feel as bad about it because the Patriots have consistently won with the same group. Like I mean, yes, obviously parts have changed, but at the end of the day, it lives and dies with Brady, right? The thing that sets the Patriots apart from teams like the Lakers, for instance, is that the Lakers, because of the fact that they're in L.A. and that they're the big market team in the NBA, is that they can never really stay trash for too long because even if they're trash, good players will want to go there because it's the, because of the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So it's like you constantly have them being good because people just go there over and over, and that's annoying. Whereas like the Patriots have been good only – as long as Tom Brady's been there. That's it. And when Tom Brady retires, they're not going to be good no more. Like, that's it. The Patriots aren't that team that's just, like, constantly drafting great players and everybody's like, I want to go to the Patriots. I want to go to the Patriots. Like, once Tom Brady retires, the Patriots are going to be done. Whereas the Lakers and the Knicks are never going to fully be done. Like, they'll have, and the Celtics, they'll have bad seasons here and there, but they're, they're always going to be a a destination for superstars, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like the Knicks can win, the Knicks might win 20 games this year and they'll find a way to have enough money to get three superstars next year and make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like <laughs> like that's just how it goes for teams like, for teams in New York and teams in LA. So that that's what annoys me about them. But I mean, that's that's the nature of, that's the nature of sports at this point, so I kind of just let it go. I, I don't really complain about it or bitch about it. I just like, you know, if if I don't feel like watching the Warriors, I just don't watch the Warriors. If I feel like not watching the Knicks or the Lakers, I just don't watch them. And I let it be because that's just how it is. Yeah. I mean, and I don't watch much non-Michigan-related sports anyway. So I really don't watch no NBA other than the Pistons, no other, you know, football, uh None of that shit. So, I'm I'm rarely doing that anyhow. Yeah. So uh, let's hit pause real quick because I got to piss. So um, yeah, brb. And we're back. Yeah. So <laughs> I went out there and it was like snow on the ground and shit. And I'm like, man, I really got to pee. So I got two decisions to make. <laughs> I can write my whole name, and it could be sloppy. <laughs> Or I could just write my initials and put a lot of detail into it. <laughs> if I had my phone out, I took a picture. <laughs> I, I did not think that was what she's about to say. <laughs> I didn't know what you about to say, but I did not think it was that. Yeah, I was like, man. I, I started and I was like, what what should I do? <laughs> I was like, I could put a lot of detail into it if I put my initials. It could be really defined. This nigga out here pissing if I put letters. my whole name, it was like, if I put my whole name, it's not going to be that detailed. Pissing letters and shit. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. So what was you saying? Uh, I don't recall, but I think we were about to go to the next email. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Whatever right, you're so, doing, I guess we could definitely do that. Yeah. What up, dude? What up, dude? Uh, I'm trying to make this one quick because I'm picking up my kids. First off, Otis. Um, yeah, bro. Sorry about that steak and shake experience. If I'd have known, I'd have warned you. That that place is trash, bro. <laughs> I worked there for a few years. Can't remember exactly how many, but place is trash, bro. They had one manager that was decent and ran and decent. And it just completely fell apart after that. And they tend to hire 
at least in my experience, they tend to have pretty inexperienced management. Um, but, I mean, for lack of a better way of putting it, that place is trash, bro. Um, if you want to go out for burgers and shakes, Culver's. Um, I just there last night. Scratch. <laughs> the shakes are good. They got have a the shake, same amount, variety or whatever. They make them a little bit different or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. I, again, I'm sorry, man. I, did, I saw your post and then Don't I need heard to the, the podcast where you mentioned that y'all was going. So it was before the post that I saw and place is trash, bro. Like, <laughs> um, other than that. My question is, what's your thoughts on the Jesse Smollett situation? Uh, I didn't follow it real heavy, but apparently he was making stuff up, and uh, that's hilarious. And then if I get a chance, I'm going to try to send y'all some screenshots of a conversation. Somebody tried to argue with me that comedians doing whiteface is no different than comedians or people doing blackface so we shouldn't have a complaint if people do whiteface like Dave Chappelle and the Wayans Brothers because it's no different I've seen y'all the screenshots so you can see my rebuttals entertaining for me at least but um, other than that yeah Jesse Smollett and whiteface with black comedians and then take your girl to Culver's she's <laughs> taking shake his trash bro holla <laughs> face you um, said this that place is trash, bro, like seven times. I'm like, man, should we name the episode That Place is Trash, bro? Bro, that's, that's definitely possible. So, uh, right, that was, what day was that? That was Valentine's Day. So, we we didn't really plan it out well to go to some cool place to eat. So, we was like, fuck it, let's go get a good shaking burger. So, we go to Steak and Shake, you know, every so often. So, man, we get in this motherfucker and... There's like multiple tables that still got all the shit on it. People done left and gone. And I was just like, why the fuck? That should have been the sign there. That should have been the sign. That should have been like, you know what? They ain't even keeping up this fucking place. Let's get the fuck out of here. But we like, nah, let's, we're good. Get our, get our seats, do our order, order a shake. Shake safe forever. I thought they were going to come way sooner. Order some, uh, you know, order some new something off of me. I forget what it was. It's something that had mushrooms on it and some kind of aioli sauce or something. The food take forever. We see the food like sitting on the, you know, they sit it up there for you can come at the wages to grab it to bring it to you. Mm-hmm. It's sitting there forever. I don't know where the fuck she is. And there's this other chick up there and she sees it go, you know, she sees it get set there. And she's just kind of looking at it and looking away. And I'm like, I don't know how restaurants really run. But I'm assuming you see a fucking tray of fucking food. You might want to see who the fuck it is if it's up there alone. <laughs> so we watching it forever. They bring it over. My sound is wrong. They're supposed to have like sauteed mushrooms and onions or some shit. This bitch comes and brings a little bowl of it. Like, no, that's not. If I had to build my own burger, I would have went to fucking <laughs> Fuckruckers or some shit. <laughs> So my wife's like, why don't you just take that back and make them a whole new burger? And they're like, yeah, sorry about that. Take it back. It's just chaos everywhere. The fucking cook is cussing and shit like crazy. The manager who we found out later on, this bitch in there with a Domino's pizza shirt on. <laughs> like, and it's like the big ass fucking block on it, dude. Like, why is she why is she wearing that here? Then there was a guy who I don't know if he knew he had to know them, but I don't know if he worked there or not. He ain't got he got like shorts on and a hoodie. He's talking to the one girl who's our waitress. 
and she's not paying attention to nothing else but him going man it was a fucking mess dog <laughs> fucking mess so we uh I think I posted about it on Facebook. And that's, yeah, I did. I'm sorry. I did post it. I couldn't remember the day, but I did post about it on Facebook. Jeff was on there and some other, somebody else was talking about how they used to work there and knew it was trash. Then I see, I talked about it on uh, Twitter as well. And I was, because I was trying to get Steak and Shake's attention on there. So I was tagging him and shit. My boy messaged me a screenshot like, uh, his wife friend seen this post. Somebody who was there the same time was taking pictures of all this shit. <laughs> so it had everybody who was working there that day. It had the chick with the big ass Domino's piece of shirt on, all that shit. Dude, it was so like it was to the point I like one, I would never go to that place ever fucking again. And I just wonder how, how are places like that sustainable? Like how can you have such and you go on their Facebook page, all the ears is fucking uh Negative reviews, terrible reviews. Like I just don't get how places like that stay sustainable, Doug. That is just madness that people can keep going there after experiencing the shit we did. Like that's crazy. Man, <laughs> oh, he's, he was like the, the the food just sitting there. I'm like, I'd be so mad sitting there looking like. Yo, that looks like my burger, and it's just sitting there chilling, getting cold. And it was, and, and like, it was show onions and mushrooms on the side, and a fucking little bowl, dog. <laughs> and like the burger was just not mine. Like it had mustard on it. The burger didn't even come with mustard. I'm like, this just not that even my had shit. Pickles, god damn it. Yeah, that bitch was. I'm glad. <laughs> but the crazy part, and, and then so they finally fixed the burger, brought it back, and it still didn't have the shit I originally asked for initially. Like, I asked to get lettuce and tomatoes on it. And I was just like, I'm just going to eat the shit and get the fuck out of here because they can't do shit right. That that was that was probably the worst uh, restaurant experience I've had. Place is trash, bro. Trash, bro. <laughs> Times 10. Trash, bro. So, um, Jesse Smollett was one of my topics. Do you want to jump into that now? Um, no, I want to jump into the white face thing first because oh. uh, we don't need to spend too much time on that. <laughs> so that's... I, I'd almost be interested in seeing, like I, I am interested in seeing his screenshots of his dialogue back and forth. But there's a part of me that's like, why is that even like that? Shouldn't even be like a long dialogue. Like I feel like if you have a discussion on uh, Dave Chappelle and the the Wayans brothers wearing uh, dressing up like white people, I feel like that conversation should be like three comments and done. <laughs> like that shouldn't be that shouldn't be a long thing. Like, so I'm interested in seeing what that looked like. But, I mean, I, I almost feel, like, dumb even talking about that shit because it's so stupid. Like, there's no uh, there's no traumatic history revolving around whiteface. <laughs> like, like end of discussion. That's it. That's it. There's no... There's no negative connotations tied to whiteface. Like white face, not, white face ain't even a thing. That's not a term. Like that's not a thing. There was like, no, don't even no European minstrel shows with yeah, white folks right. in the fucking 1600s or something. Like crazy. niggas in Alabama, like yeah. let's put on whiteface and pretend like and pretend like we don't get beat every day. Like that's not that's not a thing. Like, like, just pretend we got white water fountains and shit. Like get <laughs> the fuck on, man. Let's put on whiteface and pretend like we got good credit. Like nigga, that ain't no thing. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that shouldn't have been a long conversation at all. Yeah, but we can talk more. We, we Like, I mean, weekly we talk about white people being trash, and so, I mean, we're going to have adds. a lengthy white people being trash segment today, so stay tuned. Uh, but um, uh, what was the other thing? Whiteface and, uh, oh, Jesse Smollett. So 
Um, I had Jesse Smollett as a topic a, a few days ago. Shit changes so much, though. Right. So, <laughs> like, if we had recorded this yesterday, the Jesse Smollett conversation would be way different than it's about to be right now. Because, so, the Jesse Smollett co- situation has evolved so much over the course of the past week that any time we recorded, the conversation could have been different. So, like, I don't know when he recorded that that uh video but he didn't send it to us until like 10 minutes before we started recording and i know you didn't see it but the video he took it in daylight so at the very least it was today at, i mean at the absolute latest it was earlier today it was before new was, shit it popped off probably 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 so let me start by talking about i don't know if we talked about it before i know you and i have talked about it but i don't know if we talked about it on the podcast which it's kind of weird since I haven't been drinking that I wouldn't remember previous podcast episodes. Like it makes sense when I'm drinking all the time. I really do though. And I, 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 I don't drink as much on a podcast. Yeah. I don't so. think you've been drinking lately. Um, I don't know. Did you stop drinking when I stopped drinking? I had a beer last week. And then I think the week before I didn't drink, um, but I have been like super tired lately. So I don't want to yeah. add on to shit that was going to make me sleepy and shit. So yeah. I've just been chilling with the water. So Full disclosure, I am drinking tonight. Um, I'm not getting bent, but um, I had a very good set of circumstances that happened at work today that I felt were worthy of celebrating. So I have, I have my drink. I'm, I'm still on my drinking hiatus. Like I'm not like going to just like resume drinking regularly after tonight. But tonight I was like, you know, I had some shit. That took place today that I I wanted to celebrate. Nothing good where I'm like in the sense of like, hey, I got a raise or a promotion. Nothing like that. Because if it was, I would just say it. But um, suffice it to say that I had some shit that popped off today that I'm very pleased about. So I'm drinking to celebrate. And then I'm going to go back on my drinking hiatus probably until March 2nd, which is a week from this Saturday, actually, um, during the next... Uh, John Jones fight for the for on a UFC pay per view. Well, um, I'm drinking. Um, I may or may not have it um, inhaled earlier, and <laughs> I'm drinking. Uh, it's been one of those weeks. Uh, and I'll oh, go ahead. And it's only Wednesday, so. So speaking speaking of of uh, inhaling, we talked about doing a podcast high. Yeah, I already got an episode title. Oh shit! Listen, that, listen, that listen. Might- Listen, we're going to call it the high pod. Yeah. The high pod. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at that play on words, dog. iPod, podcast. Like, you, it's, it's all in that. It's five letters, and it encompasses so much. So, whenever we do it, it's the high pod. So, anyway. Would it be like lowercase H, lowercase, lowercase I, H I, capital P, lowercase O D. That's real. Yep. Okay, that's cool. So we got to figure that out, um, which I feel like based on, well, it would have to be a weekend. My March is fucked. It probably won't happen until you're newborn. Um, Your March is fucked? Like the whole month? <laughs> like, I mean, shit, you only got one birthday, nigga. Like, damn. <laughs> uh, so my sister, uh, the six, the weekend of the 16th, unless it's a Friday, Actually, if it's Friday, it actually will work out, but I don't know how that works for you. Um, <laughs> fine. No, oh, fine. Okay. If it's a but Friday. The- I would say if we did it on a Friday, it couldn't be like we record on a Wednesday and then again on a Friday. 
No, that'll be the time we record. Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just figured that would happen anyway. That would just be the time we record. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got it. Well, one weekend maybe, but I know the 16th, my sister's having a 90s birthday party, Ooh. 90s themed birthday party. Ooh, I want to go to that. Yeah, you good. You, <laughs> I'll send you an invite. Um, and I'm doing music, so it should be pretty dope. Where's uh, that going to be at? Some hall uh, on like Puritan and Schaefer. Oh, so I can So it's walk. in the hood. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> relatively. Really, yeah. um, you get an Uber for yeah. like $5. Five, yeah, it's yeah. oh, a $5 Uber. <laughs> yeah, so that'd be on 16th. Uh, I think I'm going to go to birthday party the week before oh, wait, that. no, I can't do that on 16th. Oh, okay. That's um, both Michael and, and Katrina's birthday weekend. So oh, that shit. Saturday, I'm probably going to, I don't know, I haven't talked with his mom about a birthday party, but more than likely it'll be during the day on the 16th, but then I might do something for my wife because that's her 30th. Her on, birthday is actually on the 16th? No, but that's the weekend. So I'll well, probably bring, have something. Bring it to the party. Me. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. What were you saying? Uh, you talking about the or that's your sister's thing? Oh, that's the sixteenth. The ninth, we're supposed to go to another birthday party. And then, the, and then it's the second, which is the. But that's the Saturday. So if we did on a Friday, then we could do it on a Friday potentially. Yeah. Um, and then that following weekend, the twenty second, I'm out this bitch. Uh, right. So then the tw- then the thirtieth, I DJ another party. Okay. Um, so yeah, weekends. But Fridays, Fridays it's a couple is, of Fridays. Fridays could work. It's a couple of Fridays that'll work out. So we'll figure that out. Yeah, not not what we're recording. No. But, um, um. So where were we at? Justice uh, Smollett. Justice. Oh, you were gonna. You can go. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, so the very, very, very first thing that I talked to you about, but I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, was I didn't like the fact that when his story first came out. There was mad people picking it apart for flaws. Like, oh, this part don't add up. That part don't add up. I don't know about this. I doubt his story. He might be lying. Yada, yada, yada. That pissed me the full fuck off. Because I'm like, if, if, a, if a gay black man says, I got assaulted, everybody is perfectly fine with picking apart his story. But if a woman says that she got sexually assaulted and a guy goes... So what proof do we have of that? Oh, you support right now? Like, oh, you can't, you, like, we can't question that shit at all. Like, and we have talked about this on the podcast. I don't like the fact that if a woman accuses a guy of sexual assault, it's automatic ball game for that dude. Like, no, no evidence, no nothing. If, if he gets hit with the accusation, it's it. That's it. It's done. She's telling the truth. He's fucked. His career is over if he's famous, and that's it. There's no questioning. There's no doubt. There's no, hey, let's make sure that this actually happened. None of that shit. She's automatically right. He's automatically wrong. We don't need no evidence. Everything else is, that's it. And that shit pisses me off. And then combine that with the fact that he came out with his accusations and everybody was perfectly fine picking that shit apart with no, with no issues whatsoever. So that pissed me the fuck off. Fast forward to today... <laughs> Now it's been like what, like maybe like two weeks, and now, like earlier today, he officially got charged with felony. Uh, what was it? Um, uh, disorderly disorderly conduct, conduct like, or something. Yeah. Okay, that's a weird charge for one, but for two, basically he got charged for basically filing a fake ass police report, and now. I do still feel like it's fucked up that his story was picked apart, but now it's even more fucked up that they was right. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. So it's like, ugh. But then also, man, like, how shitty of a person do you have to be to, in this day and age right now, with so many uh, injustices happening to black people, gay people, all these other minority groups, so much fucked up things are happening, and you decide that you want to take advantage of that to benefit yourself, and and now you've diluted the whole the whole movement. Like if somebody come with like real accusations now, like the people who already want to shit on those accusations now have more fuel because yo yo ass decided you wanted to fake it. Yeah. So now we got a situation where we have shit. The shit that supposedly happened to him. It's happening to people all the time, everywhere. And that shit don't get time of day. Like, people are getting away with doing shit like hanging nooses up in jobs and, and saying nigga on, on, on iPhone videos and all kinds of other racist shit. What's her name? Uh, Permit Patty and all that kind of shit. All that shit's popping off. Nothing happens from it other than a couple of days of Twitter outrage. And now we have a dude who made up a story and now ever now that like that dilutes like the the whole movement man like he fucked up the whole movement and like that shit pisses me off man because it's like we don't even get credibility for the shit that's actually happening so like now the people who already are doubting the shit that's actually happening now got fuel to their argument because now we got niggas making up shit and like so now i'm like man fuck him dog like what a bitch ass nigga he is dog like he fucked. He a bitch ass nigga for black people. He a bitch ass nigga for gay people. He a bitch ass nigga across the board, man, because he fucked up everybody's shit because he wanted to. I don't know what the reason it was, but let's assume, like, for the sake of argument, that it was him trying to like uh, garner attention because maybe he was getting written off an of empire or whatever. Like, what a fucking cornball ass move to make, dog. That you're gonna fucking dilute an entire movement and fuck up. What everybody else is fighting for because your bitch ass is salty about some fucking TV shit. What a hoe ass nigga he is, dog. Like, that shit made me so mad, dog. And, I, and I'm mad. That I'm, I'm glad that I didn't actually post in support of him. Like, because I, I thought about it several times, like making that post. Like, why, why y'all picking his story apart? But if somebody asks a singular question about a sexual assault on a woman, it's a problem. But y'all, but if a man say, if a gay man say he he was assaulted, we can just pick that story apart, no problem. I wanted to make that post three, four, five times and didn't make it because I knew motherfuckers would act up. And then now he's out here fucking lying and shit, proving them right. Got, got you looking like a whole asshole. Right? Shit, yeah, man. I'm like, man, like so now I could have potentially looked like an asshole trying to defend, defend your bitch ass, and now you out here making it so that it, if if other shit like that come up in real life, like and it actually happened, the people who already are doubters are gonna have like they're gonna be emboldened by that shit. Like, man, that shit pissed me off, man. Fuck him to the fullest, dog. Like, yeah. man, like, I, I so had doing a- something like, and this is important, dog. Like, man, we are out here getting fucked. Like, we talked about this last week. Every week, dog, like, it's some new shit come out, and we just out here just getting fucked daily, and nothing's happening about it, and we're just sitting here. Every week we talk about it, all we do is this. <sighs> and, like, trying to figure out ways to word how fucked up everything is. Everything is so bad right now. And this motherfucker going to come out here and make up some shit. And now it's going to be even harder to get people to subscribe to how mistreated we are or how mistreated, mistreated gay people are. Like, I'm support, like, like, I'm 
he fucked up the gay people movement, dog. Like it's gay people out here that's legit getting fucked up for being gay. Well, that was that was and, mainly you know what I I my my thoughts were is that you know you got like you know like you were saying you have you know uh, the LBGP community constantly fucked with and so forth, and now they got a reason to question them, you know, even more than they already do anyway, you know. Um, and just following up a lot of, I mean, you you pretty much said everything perfect. Um, I as, appreciate as, that. I like saying stuff perfect. As a, <laughs> and, and the thing is, is as they're questioning him and shit, and I'm thinking like, what well, what well shit, man? The Chicago police have not given us any reason to believe them based on past past dealings with people. <laughs> right. As if they didn't try to cover up the Kwame McDonald's murder or, you know, as if they didn't try to plant a fucking U-Haul in the in the middle of the hood with gym shoes so kids could try to steal it and arrest them. Like they had like like they didn't kill one of the fucking Black Panther and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they've done so much fuck shit, you know. So it's it's easy if you know history to be like, I'm not fucking with the Chicago police. I'm not fucking with the police, period. And then his story is getting picked apart and picked apart. And you're like, why the fuck are they picking his apart versus anybody else's and shit, you know, to the points we were making earlier. And so now once, you know, it's right. And it came out. It's like, damn dude. Like, it's just so fucked up, man. Just so fucked up. And I think, what and I don't, I don't think you you touched on it. Pause. Um, <laughs> I think what really I, I, I well I didn't really bother. Well, I should say it wasn't the most, but what bothered me as well was the people who really wanted it to be a fucking fake case. Like no one, they they were just praying for that shit to happen, and I'm just sad it happened because it's not because of him, because fuck him, but all of the people that shit's going to happen to in the future, and they're not going to want to believe it. Yeah, you know that's the that's what he really fucked up. He fucked up for a lot of people who's going to get you know harassed and assaulted and you know things of that nature, and they're not going to really believe them as much. So he could kiss kiss hell right now, dude. That's just. I don't know what what he because what do you go from here? Because can you? I don't for him it's so fucked up. Can you get any sustainable work in the being in the line like you just put yourself in? Like you can't do shit, dude. You just you just fucked your life up, dude. Yeah, man. Like I, I don't I don't understand why he thought that was a good idea. And like he comes from a famous family, man. Like. Like what? What's your sister think about you right now? Who's her sister? Like, Journey Smollett. Who is she? We talked about this last week, dog. <laughs> I know. Was, uh, you know, we did say her, and I, yeah, I didn't she, know. She's she been in some. She's been in movies and TV shit. shows. Okay. Yeah, she's she been in movies and TV shows. Um, but she looked like Katrina. Um. Oh yeah, we did. You're right. Like I don't. I I just man, what an embarrassment this dude is, man. Like I, that's so. That's so sad, but it's also angering. Like man, like. Just to think of all he fucked up for whatever he was trying to accomplish, and he didn't even break off them dudes like that, man. They like they said that he paid him, he paid them dudes like thirty five hundred dollars with five hundred dollars later, like, <laughs> like, like, like he put a down payment on his fuckery, dog. Like, like I give, like fucking uh, homeboy from Popeye. Like I'll glad you pay you gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. <laughs> It was like I gladly pay you thirty five hundred dollars for some fraud today, 
<laughs> I'll pay you $500 when I got that fraud. Like, what was it supposed to accomplish, though, dude? What was it supposed to accomplish? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. But all I know, he a bitch-ass nigga. He I got Donald shit. Trump Jr. tweeting about his bullshit. Like, this... You did something that makes a Trump look right. Like, what? I don't even know what he said, but whatever Donald Trump Jr. said is probably right. And so how do you, how you feel right now, uh, J- Jesse, Jesse, what? Jesse is a stupid fucking name, for one. Like, just name this nigga Jesse. Don't name him Jesse. What the fuck do that mean? But, like, Jesse, how do you feel right now that you did some fuck shit that can make a Trump look right. You a fool ass nigga for that. Yeah. God. There's nothing you should be able to do in life that should make Trump anybody last name Trump. Yo, why I got good. mad mentions right now? Oh, because going back and forth with uh my man on the, about the podcast. Oh shit. Well, I'll look at that later. <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of reading. It's nothing going. It's nothing. It's, oh okay. It's, it's just hey, thanks, blah blah blah. But yeah, man, so that shit pissed me off, man. So fuck him. It's Like I said, I put that as a podcast topic prior to him getting charged. And then when I found out he got charged, I'm like, well, this topic's going to go differently. (laughs) Man, it it wasn't so far left, dude. So far left. So um, I got a couple stories I want to tell. (laughs) Okay. Um. Wait, let me look. Let me look at my notes, cause man, there's so much shit I want to talk about, uh, and I, I want to try to fit all this in. Pause. I want to try to fit all this in within this podcast and not make it too long. But I kind of want to talk about all this stuff. Like normally, I leave shit off because I'm like, okay, we hit two hours and we talked about good shit, but you know, some of this shit can wait. But I want to try to, I want to try to touch on as many of these topics as I can. Um, so one thing I want to talk about, and this is a thing where this is just going to be uh, a matter of opinion. Um, it's it's a thing where, like, you know, we might be wrong. We might be right. I don't know. But I kind of want to get thoughts on it. So are you familiar with what happened this week with Martina Navratilova? No, I'm not. And this is rare that you have a story that I don't know about. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, okay, well, one, do you know who that is? Tennis player? Yep. Yeah, she was a tennis player. Um, so I feel like I, I don't know if that was uh, what the, I don't know the, some kind of just because her name was weird. She sounded like she played tennis. <laughs> that's how you are. No, she was a she's a very notable. Yeah, that, I, I'm familiar with. Like you cannot watch tennis at all. But if I'm like, hey, do you know who Andre Agassi is? Right. You could be like, oh yeah, the tennis player. Yeah. So um, she came out saying that um, she didn't like the idea of a trans person competing in uh, women's tennis. She said, so the, the article headline that I saved from CNN says, Martina Navratilova criticized for comments about trans women in sports. So I'm going to read um, her quote once I find it within the article. Um, the 18-time Grand Slam winner, 18 times, goddamn, wrote in the Sunday Times that it was insane that hundreds of athletes, who and I'm in quote, quote world now, quote, Insane that hundreds of athletes who have changed gender by declaration and limited hormone treatment have already achieved honors as women that were beyond their capabilities as men. Then she said, you can't just proclaim yourself a female and be able to compete against women. 
There must be some standards. And having a penis and competing as a woman would not fit that standard. So, um, basically, wait, is this another quote? Hold on. I want to read this if this is a quote from her. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep reading for a minute. Navratilova, a nine-time Wimbledon champion, wrote on Sunday that this debate had led her to going away to do more research on the subject, adding, quote, well, I've done that, that being research, and if anything, my views have strengthened. To put the argument at its most basic, a man can decide to, be, decide to be female, take hormones if required by whatever sporting organization is concerned, win everything in sight, and perhaps earn a small fortune, and then reverse his decision and go back to making babies if he so desires. It's insane and it's cheating. I'm happy to address a transgender woman in whatever form she prefers, but I would not be happy to compete against her. It would not be fair. So she came under fire from the LGBTQ community for those comments. And I kind of wanted to get your thoughts and give my thoughts on, on that statement. What do you think about that? Oh, I can let you go first because I'm actually curious to hear your, hear your perspective on it. So um, a lot of times I kind of like to speak not as like an authority, but like I feel pretty confident in, in what I'm saying. I don't really feel that confident in what I'm saying right now just because like transgender shit is like is a very touchy subject. Because yeah, definitely not my wheelhouse. I don't right. Know. So like we don't really know shit about it from experience. We don't really know shit about like I don't know to my knowledge any transgender people. I might, but I don't know. Um and the the, the their their daily struggles are foreign to me. Like I don't I don't really know what they deal with. I can imagine, but I don't really know. They're not as at the forefront as some other some other groups that, that deal with a lot of shit. But uh, she came under like real fire from that, like the LGBT community community kind of shit on her for it. And on the surface, I kind of get what she's saying, <laughs> like, because like, so from my perspective, right? And we're talking about opinions, right? I'm not speaking from like this is what I think is the case. This is just me speaking as an uninformed person, just off of what I've read or what I know. Um, to my knowledge, if you have a man and he goes, you know, I, I feel like I, I identify more as a woman and he goes and he does whatever surgery or hormone treatment is necessary to say, okay, I'm a woman now. Like take, take Bruce Jenner, Bruce Jenner, perfect example, Bruce Jenner, right? Bruce Jenner was an Olympian as a man, a gold medal Olympian as a man and how whatever within the past couple of years was like this isn't for me i'm caitlin now let's say bruce jenner made that decision back when he was still an, Olymp- an olympian and say he was an olympian as as bruce jenner and he was anywhere from middling to dominant as a as a male athlete and then said you know what i'm gonna be caitlin now and then started to compete in women's sports and fucking dominate it because he has the attributes of a man, I can see why a female competitor might be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, this yeah. is some fuck shit. Like, imagine, like, imagine, I'm not going to go as far as, like, the elite level athletes, but let's say, 
I'm trying to think of a basketball player because that's my that's my forte. Let's say James Harden was like, "Yo, I've been living my whole life as James Harden, but I don't, you know, I don't really. I, I've been living a lie. I, I really identify as a woman. This is not really for me. Like, I haven't been comfortable as a man. I'm 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 not cool with this. I'm gonna be Jamie Harden, and I'm gonna transition to a woman, and I'm gonna play the WNBA." And this nigga go out and bust like 50 points a game being way taller, way stronger, and way more athletic than the women in the WNBA. And the WNBA women go, yo, what the fuck? James Harden out here dominating. <laughs> like, he changed his name and now he came over here. Not changed his name because I don't want to, I don't want to uh, minimize the transition. But like, you know, he, he said, you know, I'm going to be Jamie Harden now. I'm going I'm to, you know, do this hormone, thera- do. hormone therapy and, and, you know, whatever kind of surgery, even if you don't get the surgery, whatever. But he takes whatever actions to be to identify as a woman and goes in the WNBA and averages 50 points a game. <laughs> like I can I can I can see why a woman in WNBA might be like, yo, James Harden is out here dominating. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And like, so just from my perspective, I kind of feel like I get where she's coming from. And I think that part of the reason part of the reason that she's got so much backlash is because we live in that age where like you can't you can't question shit like that or you're automatically a fuck boy. Like if you and a fuck boy or fuck girl, like whatever. But like you can't if, if somebody says I want to be a woman now or I want to be a man now and this is what I identify. If you if you question that in any capacity, now all of a sudden you're like a uh what's it what's the what's the term for people that hate oh transphobic. Yeah. You're transphobic now. And that was the term that like I read a a different article that had a response from someone in the LGBT community. And they were like, I can't believe that Martina Navratilova is transphobic. Like I, I, I don't get that impression from her comments. Like to me, I look at her comments. It's like, yo, like totally did say anything that was transphobic. I mean, here's the thing when you, when they started doing sports and they separated because this is what of, we need garden now. Yeah, this she would be. Borrow a, that fever. She don't listen to us no more. Yeah, uh, I have to, <laughs> I'm curious to hear what she hear to see her thoughts of. Um, I'm gonna hit her up. Hit, hit her up. Shame yeah, her, shame her for not uh, providing no feedback. But yeah, I I'm curious. Well, not curious. I'm curious her thoughts too. Um, but you know, when whenever they just started to do you know men and women sports and so forth, you know, it was based on the you know max ability of the two. Like you know, for the most part doing physical activities, men would probably under most circumstances beat women. So to make it fair, you had men in sports and women in sports, you know, boys and girls, whatever. So, you know, you make the decision that, you know, the the way you were born is not who you are. You still carry those, which is not a bad thing. You still carry these agilities and things like that. That was of that. So to be able to participate with other one, other people, who you feel you should be a part of, eh, that's just not how it works. So I don't, I really don't see nothing totally wrong with what she's saying though. Yeah. And I, I, I wonder, if I, we're but the like, thing is there's no perfect way. There's no great way to say what she said. Yeah. And, and, and I think that part of that is kind of sad because I don't feel like she, I don't feel like she came at it in a fucked up way. Like, I feel like she, like, I th- I, she was aggressive Any- with the whole, like, it's cheating. Like, and I, I can see why that could be off-putting, but, like, 
I, I don't know. I don't feel like she she really like. I, no, I don't feel like her opinions are are indicative of somebody who's transphobic. I think it's just concern for uh, a woman who played in a in a woman's sport and is looking at looking at it in the sense of, for all intents and purposes, a man playing in a woman's sport. Because no matter what you identify as, like you still could potentially be born with or be an active athlete with the attributes of a male because that's how you were born. So like, even if you identify on the inside as a woman, you might still have the size build of a man. So like, if you say like, yo, I'm a woman now, and then you take your man attributes into a a field of women, I can see why women will be like, yo, this isn't right. And, I think that it's kind of shitty to like you can agree or disagree with um, whether or not a transgender individual should be playing in whatever sport that they play in. But I don't, I don't think that she should necessarily be shit on for having that opinion. Like, I, I don't think she came at it wrong. I don't think she really did anything crazy, but yeah, I don't, again, I don't. this is my like completely, uh, just un not uh, no. I'm not gonna shit on myself by saying uninformed, but like this is my like very novice opinion on on transgender shit because I just don't really know it like that. Hey, and uh, like it could be different. Hold that thought because uh, this has to be bathroom break number two. Oh man, I gotta work. Go. And we're back. Uh, my my apologies. Anyway, so you were saying you know you're not huge knowledge with the trans. Uh, gender uh, folk and background and stuff like that, but I just don't see too much wrong with the, her argument. Like, what is what kind of an opposing view can you really have that they should be allowed to, you <laughs> know, participate? Like, you know, as a born as a a male, I don't know what the term is, but born the way she was born, she was born a male with male attributes and stuff like that. She's totally going to have an advantage over someone who was born a woman. So yeah, I don't really see, I just don't, I I feel like there's still just no real way to communicate that without catching some backlash. Yeah. Um, only, only, only way you're not going to catch it. If you don't say anything about it, (laughs) like that's the only way that's going to happen. So, yeah, I don't. I hadn't seen that, but I'm going to look it up later because I'm curious to see some of the reactions and responses to see what people think because that just seems like a kind of uh, yeah, it's a it's a touchy topic. No matter how you how you how you go at it, so very much so. Um, so another thing I want to talk about this kind of like a story, right? Um. <laughs> Are you familiar with uh, the term code switching? Uh, sort of, mostly, but... It's basically when... Like throwing um, your white voice and talk on the phone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, how you how you might change up how you speak when you're around different companies. So, like, as as black folks... I mean, I, I think yeah. it's really the only thing that black people do. Like, if you're a black person and you hang it around a bunch of other black I've folks... I've heard white people do it. Huh? I've heard white people do it. No shit. I mean, I, no, 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 I mean, no shit, like, like, no, I mean, like, bullshit. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, no way. I feel like you just had, I'm mad you had to get into character about it. Like, no, because uh, I was like, no shit. And I was like, I, I, like, I was but, like, that could come off like, like, no, obviously. It, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, like, I, no way. Like, you've heard white people do that? No way. That's, that's how I meant it. Yeah, I got you. But yeah, I've heard some, some white people do it. It's kind of funny, but yeah, continue. I'm sorry. But yeah, um, so it's basically like when black folks, like, if you around black folks, you talk one way or behave one way. And when you around, around white folks, you might talk a different way, especially if you're like in, in corporate America or in, um, you know, like a, a, a white collar business world. If you are. Well, I, I speaking to myself, like I don't consider myself like. Like a nigga from the hood, like I grew up in the hood and I'm black. But I don't consider myself like really like a nigga from the hood. Like I, I like I, I'm half white. I have that, you know, I have that part of me. But at the same time, like I don't, I, I still have to keep in mind that even though I might perceive myself one way, at the end of the day, outwardly, to to white folks, I'm a black guy. So, um, I I exhibit those characteristics when it comes to like code switching. Like I can't be fully me at work. I just can't. I can't. Like, I, 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 I've, I've given percentages to how I am in different scenarios. So, like at work, I'm probably I'm I'm more myself at work than I probably should be. But I, I'd say at work I'm probably like eighty percent myself, which is is high. Like I shouldn't I probably shouldn't be that much myself. But like the reason I say eighty percent is because like I am fairly. Um, blunt like i'll still like i still like cuss at work i still say real shit like i'm pretty blunt honest all that kind of shit but i still hold back because i can't be full me at work because i mean we've been doing this full this podcast for 190 episodes you know full well i can't be podcast me at work (laughs) so i I mean i feel i'm kind of saying same way i can't you know i can't totally open up yeah, so I'm I'm eighty percent me at work. I'd say I'm about ninety five percent me on Facebook. Like I, I I will pretty much go all the way there on Facebook, save for a little bit, and I'm a hundred percent of me when we do this podcast. Um, <clears throat> so the the story. So um, at work yesterday. We had our all company meeting, which is um, all all companies, I should say. I've always called it all company meeting, but it's actually all companies. Really? Yeah, because like <clears throat> the specific the specific company that I work for is just one out of several under the umbrella. It's just far and away the biggest one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so every year we have a meeting where all of the companies go to an arena because it's that many people and just have a meeting to kind of like review the last year, talk about what the upcoming year is going to look like, maybe give some awards, that kind of shit. Right. So we had our all companies meeting yesterday. Um, at the end of the all companies meeting, big Sean comes out to do like a, like an interview. Oh, oh. oh, you didn't see that. I posted a thing of it. On Facebook. Oh, okay. So he comes out and he he does a little interview. He talks or whatever, and they presented it as impromptu. It wasn't. 
but he performed uh, at the end of it. And he did mm, four or five songs. And let me start by saying, one, I fuck with Big Sean. I like Big Sean. I think that um, Big Sean is one of the few Detroit rappers that um, I think is kind of unique to Detroit because I feel like a lot of Detroit rappers, like at least the ones you hear on the radio, they all kind of have like the same sound, which um, is by and large trash. Most of them do. Yeah, and then like it's it's more like the the low key underground artists that are actually dope. But Big Sean is one of the few that made it big, and to me, is not that that type that's generally played on the radio. Like that makes kind of like the same music and shit. And I think Big Sean got bars. Like a lot of people like shit on Big Sean. I don't really I like, get it. I like like I think Sean. he got bars. Like I don't understand why people hate on him. But anyway, Big Sean performed. It was very, very, very awkward for me. Really? Yes, because we are sitting in an arena of 15,000 people, and you are a black person sitting among white people, and a rap concert breaks out. <laughs> you feel like everybody looking at you. And it's like, I, I like they can't... they wait on you to rap along or some yes, shit? Yes, right. So, like, I can't, like... Despite the fact that I like Big Sean and, you really wanted and I to. like the songs that he played, if I was at a Big Sean concert, I'd have turned up. Like, yo, like, like man, he performed Blessed. Like, Blessed is one of my favorite Big Sean songs, dog. I fucking love Blessed. Like, that, shit, that song is my shit. And he performed that shit. And I'm like, yo, I love this song. And I said, this is how I sat, this is how I was sitting. So I had Little Caesar Arena got mad small seats. Like, I mean, well, you know, but like for the listeners, it's got mad small seats and it's very like elevated, like it's steep, mm-hmm. like the seating and whatever. So like I'm very cramped, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm tall, but I'm not tall, tall. Like I'm not like, nobody's going to look at me like, yo, he's tall, but I'm like taller than the average person. You are too, right? Sitting in Little Caesars, your knees are going to be like up against the seat in mm-hmm. front of you and shit. So I'm sitting like this, right? Knees like together, like. Like scrunched in and shit, and I had my coat off, but like I don't want to put my coat on the seat, and it's like it's so cramped. <laughs> so I had my coat in my lap, and I'm sitting with like my hands, like my fingers, and like, uh, what do you call this? Like I don't, I don't know, like crossed together, fingers. with my coat on my lap, just sitting like this. And he's performing, fucking blessed, which is a song I fucking love, and I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> like looking, just sitting there, and I'm like, man, like. I like this song, but I can't really turn up. You're looking like somebody told you to be quiet. And you yeah. Just, you, and I'm like, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be like a nigga at a fucking work event and shit. But I feel like, like, why, what what would be wrong with you appreciating the artist? Or is it just because the perception of just white people and what they think of black mm-hmm. people and rap yes. music or some shit? Yes. Yeah, I, I mean. There's nothing I'm, wrong with it. First, I first been, I'm not saying that, I'm not asking you, you know, that. I'm just, and just speaking in general, like. Yeah, it wasn't, you know. I felt like I couldn't really do nothing. Like, I felt like I had to sit there because if I turn up, I feel like it's like like that Dave Chappelle. I don't know if, you, if you've seen his stand-up, all his stand-ups, but he had a stand-up where he talked about eating chicken in front of white people. Yeah, yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Like, I felt I like totally if I had turned that. up, everybody would be looking like, oh, he loves it. <laughs> like, look at that black guy. He fucking loves this rap music. <laughs> like, and I feel like with me and my position in the company, like, I can't be like... I can't be black. I got to be like, 
black but white. I don't know if that really <laughs> that don't really make sense, but I feel like I I gotta be a black person, but I gotta behave like. But it's almost not like you, black. You, it's like you're not trying to like uh, convince anybody that you're you're a stereotype. Yeah, like for some, like, and I feel about the whole like Dave Chappelle talked about the whole chicken thing. Like I feel like I couldn't drink purple pop around nobody. Yeah, I couldn't eat watermelon. I right. barely want to like eat that. fried chicken. Like you know, but I just need it, a fucking forty ounce with a brown bag. Over that's exactly what it felt like. Like I, I hate I'd be that apprehensive it's like, about. And I, and I hate that it's like that, dude. But it is. I, I would feel the same way. Yeah, it, it, I, I guess that's that's the perfect example. Like you feel like like if I eat watermelon or fried chicken in front of white people, you you just kind of gonna be a little bit self conscious. And that's how I would have felt. That's how I felt like. Like, I can't do anything because people are going to be looking like, of course, the black guy's turning up for the rap music. And then after we left, like, three different white people was like, yeah, so how'd you like that Big Sean thing? And I'm like, <laughs> why are you asking me how I like Do you the feel Big like Sean they thing? asked anybody else? No, that's the point. Like, like, why would you, like, why are you asking me that? Because, like, at our all-company meeting, like, three years ago, like, Lady Antebellum or some shit performed. I don't know. I don't even know who the fuck that is. And I sat through that shit. You ain't, like, got, none her, you ain't got none of her CDs? No, I didn't nah, even know it was me, a person. I thought either. it was a I'm, band. I'll just fuck with you. Oh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. I think so it's I'm a like, group. Okay, so yeah. So I'm sitting there like, I'm sitting at the shit like listening to it. I'm like, okay, this is happening. But I'm just like chilling because I don't know nothing about that music. I'm just like sitting there chilling. And But I didn't leave that shit and be like, Hey, white person, how'd you feel about that Lady Annabellum performance? Dude, that shit was uh, groovy, right? Like, I, <laughs> I didn't feel like having to like connect with people about that shit and so like people asking me like hey so how's that big how'd you like that big sean how's, how's that big sean to you like okay like nine thousand different things happened at this meeting and you asking me about big sean and i'm like i'm just sitting there chilling man and i'm like I, I don't know i thought it was super weird and like reflecting on it afterward i felt like it was i don't want to say wrong but like i don't know i i felt like i shouldn't have felt that way in the moment i, I feel like, like i should have been able to had, be like yo like this is lit because i mean that's the whole purpose i feel like right? it's shitty to have to even feel like that though yeah i mean like that's the whole purpose of having big sean perform at the shit was to have people get excited and be happy and, and whatnot and then like the camera would like show other and instead, people they got black people questioning themselves <laughs> like, yeah you know, really? and it's like the camera's going around and like the camera's hitting people in the audience and shit and they're like fully turned the fuck up like it's like it's like we are at fucking uh the big show at the Joe and shit. Like, like it's turned up and shit. And I'm like, like, I don't know if I could really like give that perception of myself to all these fucking like rich ass, high up ass white people in here. Like, I feel like I got to have some kind of like, I don't know, professionalism. And I just thought, I don't think it's wrong necessarily, but I just felt like I felt that it was weird that I felt weird in that situation. And I can't really, I can't really put in the words why it felt weird. I mean, I'm trying, but I can't really put in the words why it felt weird or why I felt like I couldn't really enjoy it. But like, I felt like I had to just like, I gotta be cool because I don't want to be that that guy that everybody's looking at eating the fried chicken or the watermelon or the, or the purple drink, whatever you know, the fago. Fried so, chicken. Have you ever done a title fried chicken, watermelon, and purple drink? Wait, what? Have you ever done a title with fried chicken in it? A title? Uh, podcast title. Oh, 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe fried chicken, watermelon, and purple drink. <laughs> I'm sold for that to be a topic. I mean, a <laughs> podcast uh, title. Um, but yeah, I, I, I get it though. I, I probably would have felt the same way, and I probably would have reacted the same way. And I still feel like it's fucked up that we would have to feel that. Are we had to have a lesser reaction because it's something that we're stereotyped to like or enjoy. Yeah. And then like the, there was a portion at the beginning where they brought people from the audience on stage to dance. And man, I was so embarrassed. Like they brought up, it was six women, all volunteers, four black, one white, one Asian. And they played music and each one would step into the forefront and dance. The first black woman was fine. She did her little dances. It was cool. <coughs> Nothing too crazy. White woman comes up next. Dances pretty embarrassingly bad. Pass. Whatever. Asian woman comes up. Also kind of embarrassingly bad. Whatever. The next three black women were so fucking embarrassing. One of them looked like a crackhead. Like she legit. I'm not bullshit. She legit looked like a crackhead. Super skinny. But inexplicably had like a gut. Like I, I don't I don't really understand why. And she had on like like uh like tights kind of pants. And like as soon as the music dropped, she started twerking. But like not twerking like actual twerking because like you got twerking and you got what white people think is twerking. So like you got twerking like is which is like well you know what twerking is. But when <laughs> white people start twerking, it's more like back. Back movement. It's and like shit. that comic that get. Uh, you ever see? It's a it's a cartoon that has some chick uh, kind of twerking. She got weird big back. You ever seen that cartoon? Never mind. I'll I find I it. don't know. <laughs> but like twerking is ass movement. White twerking is mainly back movement. And this black woman who looked like a crackhead, super skinny. Looked like a crackhead in the face. Like, I mean, she looked like, like straight out the wire, nigga. Like, she looked like she had no business working at a fucking professional-ass company. Gets up there, starts, like, back twerking, hits the splits, and, like, all kinds of shit. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is so embarrassing. Like, out of all the black people that worked for this company that could have potentially got on stage and actually danced well. We got this like fucking crackhead looking bitch up here, fucking back twerking, doing a small oh, chick from uh Bob's burgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like looking ridiculous dog. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. So on the heels of her being like stereotypical, like ratchet black woman, I'm not in a place where I can be like, yeah, let me turn up to this big Sean. Like, I'm like, I got to sit here and chill out because I'm not trying to, like, add any more fuel to the fire of embarrassing black people tonight. (laughs) So, yeah, man, that was like, I just want to tell that story because I was like, man, that shit was, like, super embarrassing, dog. I feel bad for you. I just, I just, you know, you just got to, you just feel bad for the whole race when you see certain shit. And that was probably definitely one of those. I would have felt bad just for the whole black race. Like, come on now. You're embarrassing all of us. Stop this bullshit. Right. So, uh, <laughs> did you hear about Kobo today? Uh, I did. Yeah, so 
Um, for those who don't know, we have a um, uh, a venue, convention center, whatever, in downtown Detroit called Cobo Hall. It's been well, I think it's called Cobo Convention Center or some shit. Now I don't know, whatever the fuck. Cobo Arena, Cobo Hall. It's yeah, I, I, Cobo Hall, and it's existed for a very long time. Um, the Pistons used to play there at, at one point. Uh, a brief time period before they started playing at the palace. Um, and it's generally, it's where the, the auto our the North American international auto show takes place. Um, it's one of our biggest venues. So it's named after a former mayor named Albert Cobo. So today our new governor, Gretchen Whitmer, uh, announced that the name was going to be changed to, uh, like TCF center or something like that. And, you know, like, with, like, arenas and shit like that, they're all named after, like, fucking banks and businesses and all that kind of shit now. They're not named after anything that has anything to do with the city whatsoever. So They're just named off the corporations that got the money so it was, for it. So it was the Chemical Bank, and they're uh, merging with TCF Bank or something like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. So they say, although I read, too, that they're, they haven't made a solid decision on what the name is going to be. They want to make that to the end of the year. But... Cobo Hall, the name Cobo is coming off of it immediately, and most likely it'd be the TF, the TFC or TCF, something. Yeah. TCF Arena. Yeah. So, um, what I read Hall. was that, and I'm aware largely of uh, the dynamic of what happened in Detroit back in the 50s and 60s, and give you like a real, 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 real simple, quick kind of like layout is that um, Detroit at a point was pretty pretty mixed as far as like ethnicities it was you know a lot of white people a lot of black folks um you know it was what it was and then when the riots happened in the 60s um we had what was like white flight white folks dipped out moved to the suburbs and detroit kind of started the decline that it is right now and currently white people are coming back because now downtown's popping off and now White people are like, oh, we fuck with this now, and uh, property property rates are going up, and uh, long-time black businesses are being forced to move out because they can't afford to stay there anymore, and uh, Detroit, at least downtown, is becoming very gentrified. Um, apparently, back in the 50s, uh, Kobo, Albert Kobo, the mayor, was instrumental in getting... Um, basically black people out the paint. Like, I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Um, he uh, put legislation into effect that would get black people about the paint, and he was instrumental in raising with a Z, which means essentially destroying. Uh, raising is what, raise is one of my favorite words. Uh, like, allow me to geek out for a moment. Awesome language shit. Please geek but out. You, <laughs> you got the word raise, R-A-I-S-E, which means like to build up. And you got raise, R-A-Z-E, which means to tear down. It's like a total, total <laughs> opposite. It's the same. It's a, it's a homophone that like where the, the two, the two different versions of the word mean opposites. So I think that's incredibly dope. Anyway, <laughs> he was instrumental in raising with a Z, uh, Detroit neighborhoods, a, 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 a black neighbor, two black neighborhoods, that currently exists within downtown Detroit called Black Bottom and Paradise 
Valley. Man, I Paradise swear, something. dude, I did not know that shit until today. Yeah, I didn't either. Well, I mean, I knew I knew the overall dynamic, but I didn't know how instrumental Albert Cobo no was fucking, in getting about the I had paint. no fucking clue. Which uh, makes me wonder, how was it able to be Cobo Hall so long? Yeah. Uh, that's like, a why wasn't the first question. thing that fucking uh, Coleman Young did was take that shit out? Or any other fucking black mare we've had or right. any, any of that shit. But whatever. That's a good question. Yeah. I've never... And I, I, I feel like there's so much I don't know about Detroit, which and I found out today. But I just feel like that's something I would have heard, heard about in my 38, almost 39 years of life. That, you know, he's a racist fuck that, that pretty much mowed down two black neighborhoods and shit. Like, yeah. it just seemed like that would have came up at some point in my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, so, I've never heard it. I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm asking my mom tomorrow. Like, I'm curious if she even knows this shit. And I'm I'm and I bet I bet my check she says no. Right. So I uh I looked up where Black Bottom was, which was um currently exists within downtown um in the Lafayette Park area. So like I it ranged from you got Jefferson, you got Brush, which is where uh, the street that uh, like Sweetwater is on. You got St. Auburn, which is uh, what, two miles down Jefferson, Something give or like take. That. And then Gratiot. So we're not talking about a very big space, maybe three square miles, four. Mm-hmm. And um, the Paradise, I keep wanting to say Paradise Valley, but I feel like that's not it kind of existing in the area that's currently where Ford Field is at and Comerica Park um, kind of heading into Midtown-ish area, but not off Woodward. And those areas were essentially destroyed to build for, to build like freeways, like where 375 is now. And um, the Lafayette Park area where there's like a, like a apartment building and and a park and all that kind of shit, right? So basically they announced today that they're changing the name of Cobo Hall and to take his name off of the shit. And I I don't know, I I didn't really have too much to talk about it. Just kind of like more of my interest in uh, what went down back then versus uh, changing the name now and reflecting on areas that were predominantly black that were perfectly fine areas. Not like these were like dangerous areas. Like, like you think of predominantly black areas in Detroit now, and you think of like dangerous areas and these weren't dangerous areas. People just well businesses and homes and coincidentally black people being decent. I'm looking at the outline of it. Cause so the, the Western part of it be St. Albany, and then the southern part would be Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Then Brush, the eastern side, and I forget what the other one is. But I'm looking at this map, and it's pretty much where the middle over is pretty much where 375 runs, mm-hmm. and then where 75 kind of cuts into. It's amazing that all of that was like, and then they just basically threw a fucking freeway in the middle of that bitch. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, I saw a picture that was like before, after, and like the before showed neighborhoods, and then the after showed 375. Did your parents grow up in the city? 
No, um, my uh, mom is from my mom's family's from West Virginia, so they moved here. I think, I think, was she born here? No, I think she was born in West Virginia, and they might have moved here after. Mm-hmm. And then my dad's family is French Canadian, so they like they got some uh, Canadian, and then like I think his his immediate family, like his parents, were from like Saint Clair Shores. So well, no, I mean, living, so yeah, they live in Black Bottom. My my uh, my dad and my mom told me stories stories too, but my dad would tell me stories. So my dad grew up. Uh, not too far from where your dad was uh, staying off, uh, like Hubble. Mm-hmm. My um, my my um, dad grew up over like Sussex in Plymouth. Okay, so right over there, and they was used to tell me <laughs> two blocks from me. Damn near, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, they used to tell me stories about how they remember when they were kids. My dad was born in '61, so so I guess in the mid '60s and so forth, early '70s when '96 was being built. Oh, wow. And, yeah, they used to say how they used to just play over in the fucking area and shit like that and the dirt and all that crazy shit mm. and so forth. So it was just crazy how that during that time it was just the, – the city was just really building and shit like that. Like, I can imagine the time when just 96 wasn't there and shit. Yeah, that's, that's you know like what weird almost. Yeah, it's like, crazy as hell. <laughs> like, I feel like 96 always existed. It's just, it's just there and shit. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I like, There was a time a, where there was no 96. Right, like, right. How do you build a freeway? How, how do you just build a freeway <laughs> and shit? I mean, you think, to, think about it. That was – after the Davidson, which the Davidson was the first fucking freeway of the United States, period. Um, but yeah, it's crazy shit, man. But I that's just wild that I just did not know that. And truthfully, I, truth be told, I kind of just thought they would rename Cole Arena to Joe Lewis. Like, why not? They should name it the Isaiah Thomas uh, Convention Center. I would, I would even go with <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. I would go with Isaiah Thomas. He's from Chicago. I, I, honorary mention. But, uh, yeah, yeah like, I, I thought that was interesting. And I, I actually bought a book today that talks about uh, the history of Detroit that I look forward to reading because. What it, you remember what it's called? Uh, no, but I can look it up real, real, real quick. Um, just what I made a post about the. About the the changing of the name of Kobo, uh, my boy Larry, who's been on the podcast before, mentioned a book that he read. How to get Larry back on here, man? Yeah, um, a book that he read about the history of Detroit, about all basically all the fuckery that happened in the fifties, sixties, and seventies. And he cited the book, and I was like, I just bought it right away. It's called. The Origins of the Urban Crisis, Race and Inequality in Post-War Detroit. So, long-ass title. But that's what it's called. I bought it. It's coming on Friday. Um, Shout out to Amazon. Yeah, so, yeah, but I thought that was really interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I have a lot of sadness about, oh, when I look at what Detroit used to be versus what it is now. Like, anytime I see pictures of areas that are run down now that used to be prosperous back in the 60s, it really makes me sad to see that. And then I can't even imagine how sad it'll make me to see a prosperous black neighborhood that is now, you know, the the area that is... Fucking freeways and... The black... And shit the black that does, what was black and bottom. shit that doesn't... Uh, uh, looked nothing like a black neighborhood was even ever there. And he talked about, Larry did, about briefly 
just saying that the book outlines all the fuckery that happened in that time. And like, I feel like it's really going to bother me to see that just cause like, I don't, I don't like seeing what it looks like now, like the city itself, like what the city looks like now compared to what it was like it, it's. And I think about how rundown it is now and what brought it to that place. And I know this book is going to bring that into, into light more than I already know, but it's it's sad to me to see how much the prosperity and or decline of Detroit revolves around white people, like whether or not they're there versus leaving versus coming back and uh, tearing shit down or, or and then coming back and capitalizing once it's built up and like all that kind of shit. Like it's it's depressing to me. And like I, I don't like seeing it because like Detroit looks like shit right now, like the city itself. And the the public perception is all about downtown. Like downtown is great. Downtown is lit. Like there's so much shit for people to do. And like you you like for me working down there, like trying to come home, like leaving out of my parking garage to come home, and seeing like a small example of folks who are down there who you know are not down there like that because you could tell by the driving. Like, they don't know what street they're on. They're, like, reversing or turning down one-way streets, turning mm-hmm. into parking garages that they don't have access to and just, like, generally looking lost as fuck. And I just sit there like, man, y'all, like, downtown has changed a lot over the course of the past 20 years, but to me, I, I as someone who has frequent, frequented downtown since I was a teenager, like, I know... I can navigate downtown like the back of my hand, like downtown, midtown, all that shit, like that whole surrounding area. I can navigate like the back of my hand. Well, the whole fucking west side in downtown. Like, I don't know shit about the east side, but I can navigate the west side and downtown like the back of my hand and like see people that like that's coming down there like, yo, this is like white people safe now. (laughs) And they come down there and they're like fucking up the traffic and <laughs> driving the wrong way down one ways and like looking lost and shit. I, I just would be like, man, just stay your ass in fucking Birmingham and leave this to us. But and I, I remember when I first, yeah. the, that, that moment of me saying, man, Detroit is changing. I was down there in uh, campus marshes for something. I don't remember what, but it was a month. They were doing fucking tours, like walking tours downtown. Yep. And I was like, wow. And then I'm seeing white people jogging and all those crazy shit. It you I used to only really see like groves of white people downtown when it was a Red Wings game and a Tigers game <laughs> or the holdown. Those three events was when I saw groves of white people. Now they're fucking everywhere, and I just it's so many black people that don't go downtown and don't enjoy it, and it really bothers me that. They don't feel like they're welcome enough to go downtown because of whatever reasons they have. But other people are totally enjoying it. And not to say that Detroit is just totally black and only black people should enjoy downtown. But I would like to see them enjoy fucking downtown just like anybody else do. They they dry their asses from fucking Bloomfield and Royal Oak and Ferndale and and all that shit. And, yeah. And I I don't... I don't like the fact that they will trumpet Detroit as like up and coming when they're coming downtown and and driving up the 
the property prices and all that kind of shit and 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 running out black businesses who have been there through through the struggle like black businesses that were there through the riots and shit and they're like driving these motherfuckers out and like yo this is great detroit's popping whereas like the actual city like is no better off like it's still shitty like it's still fucked up and like i drive down the streets around my neighborhood and it's just like everything is like closed businesses and abandoned businesses and i'm like man like if we could just get some of these folks who are who are breaking off loot downtown to like actually do something in the hood like that'd be awesome and it's like i I don't like seeing people capitalize off of of the the downtown buzz while the city continues to suffer and it's the dynamic is so interesting to me of what it was in the 50s what it was in the late 60s and 70s and what it is now like it's so interesting to me. Like I, I can't wait to get this book. Like I, I'm gonna read the shit out this book. Read the shit out this book. Sounds so stupid. Like I'm gonna read it while I'm like turning up and shit. Like yo, shit out chapter four was dope as fuck. But like just like, but like I, I can't wait to read this book because I'm like man, I, I'm really interested to learn more about what it was like back then. But at the same time, I'm also apprehensive because I'm like it's gonna be, it's gonna be sad. It's gonna be depressing to read about a city that was like flourishing as one of the like top cities in America and now now look at us like we got you know like downtown popping off and you know we had our our Super Bowl however long ago that was and I feel like we're probably on the cusp of getting an all-star game an NBA all-star game fairly soon but Should like they giving Chicago one uh next year was that they get Chicago getting an all-star game next year I mean, with 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 the addition of LCA now, I, I I know it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, I say it'd be here in the next five years. Probably, I would definitely say it'd be here in the next five years. But yeah, it's sad, man. Like, and just seeing that shit, like, there's an exhibition at uh at the library about Black Bottom. Yeah, I, I saw your uh, I ended up seeing your post about that. Um, yeah, so I, I want to go check that out because it's like apparently before they tore it down, they sent folks out to take pictures of the neighborhoods so the the exhibit is like photographs uh lined up next to one another to show show what the the streets themselves look like like no not not even a then and now like a like it looks like you're walking down a block because it'll be like individual photographs next to one another and they overlap to form like that's kind of dope yeah it's dope and i i want to go check that out but like I said, there's also a part of me that I, I know it's going to make me sad, like, to look at it. Like, this is an area that, you know, black people lived at, and they enjoyed life, and they had businesses, and they, everything was sweet. And now, it's it ain't. a fucking, I don't know, a Fuddruckers or some shit. <laughs> I don't, is that Fuddruckers on Jefferson still there? I don't know. I don't think, no, but it's, like, it's like a fucking Luckies or some shit. I don't know. The fucking Staples. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, man, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's sad. And I, I don't know. I, the more that I look at the history of this city and what it is now, it just bothers me because uh, here's, here's me <laughs> ringing this same bell over and over. <laughs> White people fucked it up. God damn it. <laughs> like... They just did, man. It's like, man, it's like, it seems like everywhere they go, they just fuck shit up and then leave. <laughs> and then, and then like, oh, y'all fixed up what we fucked up? Let's go back now. 
like that's really what it is. Like they go yeah. somewhere, and if you you can look, you can date it all the way back to fucking Columbus and shit. Like they came here, they were like, oh, they came here, they saw the Native Americans, they killed the motherfuckers, fucked everything up, and then once the shit gets back, once the shit gets back cool again, they come back like, yeah, we back up in this bitch. <laughs> like man, y'all some fucking. It was something. Uh, ass people. It was something that one of the white people said on Dell and Cox podcast. Oh um, fuck, I forgot about that. We got to talk about that. Yeah, so how long are we at? We at 2:15. So, well, I guess this is just going to be a long episode. Um cuz we talking about that shit. That could be our last topic. What we'll else you have ahead. because Was that? What else do you have? I had one thing about uh, that I heard on morning radio this morning, but it's not nearly as important as talking about that Delvin Cox episode. So, guy uh Delvin Cox, he does a podcast, and um, he we found out about his podcast too. Uh, Baylor um, talks about um, Trophy and so forth from the um, Games We Don't Play podcast, and he did this podcast called the is it the White Experience? Yeah, white white American experience. the white American experience. Whatever it was, it was it was four white people, and he gave them a, a list of questions. And it was basically just wanted to talk about their experience being white in America. So pause real quick for y'all who listened last week. This is the homework assignment that Otis mm-hmm. gave me. Oh last yeah, that's week. right. Yeah. He talked about it. It was like you need to listen to this. And I came up, I came over here tonight, and I was like, this nigga really gave me a homework homework uh, assignment, and I, and I actually did it. Like <laughs> I, I really felt that dude. I'm like you, you're really it's really going to be eye opening. Like I I probably wouldn't have told you anything else to just listen to before we record. But I was listening to that shit, and I was floored, fucking floored, at 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 how they thought. That their thought process of things is just so, so typical white America, dude. So fucking typical. Like, if it wasn't for the the few white people that I know that are really cool, I would just you know, uh, not give a hell. You know about the white opinion because I know they're so fucked up. So there's a few that just makes me feel like there's some fucking humanity, although it's a lesser percentage. Um, he interviewed four four white people. Um, three of the four was typical fuck shit ass uh, people. One guy was actually dope as hell. Um, and I don't know what bothered me. To I do know what, what bothered me the most out of the out of the people that was talking. I do too. But you go ahead and go first. Um, <laughs> so there's this one gentleman, and <laughs> I like how you called him a gentleman. I know what bothered me the most. This one gentleman <laughs> who is a bitch ass motherfucker. <laughs> this one cat. He, you know, he's telling story. I mean, it's, I, I don't remember the questions per se, but. Stuff about, you know, have you ever experienced a, a white privilege? Have you ever been discriminated against? Blah, blah, blah. Questions along that line. And he talks, first off, he's just long-winded and talking about not a goddamn thing. But he talked about pretty much being in the workforce and really wanting to do the bare minimum, but kept being offered higher positions than he really wanted. And kept turning it down. And making it sound like it was offensive to be offered yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. That's what really bothered like, me. Like, why would you want me to be the manager? Why? And I'm like, no, <laughs> come to. F-. And then he, he turns down all these, you know, positions to do better than, because he just want to be a bare minimum ass, wash the dishes ass motherfucker. And 
And so he talks about all these these situations where he's had opportunities to do better and didn't. And then he right like after that talks about situations where he's had to sleep in cars because he ain't had no money and all this shit. Like, dude, you're not even using your privilege to 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 benefit you, dude. Like, what the fuck? That that definitely was the 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 most fuck shit out of all of the people I heard on there. He was like, yeah, they had the he, they had the nerve to offer me a, a a good position. I just want to be a dishwasher. And they had they had the goddamn gall to, to tell me that I might be better than that. How dare they? And like I I, I can I, I can appreciate uh Devin for doing that that episode. It was really enlightening. For sure. Um and I know he has a motive by not interjecting because he doesn't interject or any of these. So he asks him these questions and he just let the questions go as such. He doesn't. And so what I'm guessing from tweets we had tonight is that, you know, there's going to be some kind of, I don't know, rebuttal of sorts of, you know, of a response or podcast, but man, they were saying some trash ass shit, dude, trash ass shit. But me, but it doesn't surprise me. You know, we're in an era where Trump is president. We, you know, racism, and things of that nature and harassment is at its highest points. So they didn't surprise me at all. Um, no, I was just, I was happy about the last guy. He was a uh, pretty dope. Um, and he had an honest white opinion, you know, and he recognized that he, he has privilege. He recognized that, you know, uh, the black experiences can be fucked up. The minority experience can be fucked up. And, I don't think that's too much to ask. No. You, you know, I think th- the three the three or the four people probably say shit like, I don't see color. Uh, you know, shit like that. And One guy gave that full argument without saying that phrase. Yeah. Yeah. First, that was the first guy, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 He, he pretty much said it without saying it. You know, and they, and they always go, and I always hate the ref. They, I hate when they always do the, you know, White, black, purple, green. I don't know why that shit bucks the shit out of me. Like, there's no green people and purple people, man. Bruh, the the guy that you cited that said um, that he, he turned down the – well, not turned down. I don't know if he said he turned them down. But the guy that said he was offered higher positions when he just wanted to be a dishwasher. I'm sure he turned it down because he wanted to be a fucking dishwasher. That motherfucker said <laughs> – that motherfucker was like, I know Kool-Aid. I got Kool-Aid in my house right now. Man. <laughs> like, you don't even notice you're saying racist shit, dude. <laughs> like, you, you really thought that was some really some some really innovative to say, dog. Fuck with me, dog. I, I got I got Kool-Aid Come on, right man. now. Make it make sense, dog. What the fuck? Here's a test. What kind of Kool-Aid you got? If he says anything other than red, he don't know. He's he a poser. Ain't, he, ain't, he ain't about that cool. If he right. says strawberry or tropical punch, he's if he a poser. If he tropical punch, he ain't about because that Because it's life. red. It it's doesn't red. matter what the fuck it is. Strawberry, it tropical punch is red Kool-Aid. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, so if y'all white people listening, he, if, you say, if you say, oh, I got tropical punch Kool-Aid, I'm going to be like, what the fuck is that? What it, say, say what it really is. If you don't say red Kool-Aid, you ain't about that Kool-Aid life. Well... I, I I do, and I liked your comment when you were we were tweeting just moments ago or whatever. And you know, you you, you made a comment about you know wishing that you can hold them accountable for the shit they're saying because oh yeah, I got opinions. They're I'm ready. I'm, ready. I'm geared up. <laughs> they they have they have skewed opinions about life, skewed opinions about 
privilege and things of that nature. And, you know, I, I feel like it's so many. So that was three, that was three out of the four that had such fucked up, you know, uh, ways of thinking that, that, that's probably indicative of, of the United States in general. <laughs> yeah. That, that percentage works. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 75% of, of white people fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That, those numbers make sense. Yeah. I, yeah. I can rock with that. So, um, I don't know if, if Delvin is going to listen to this episode. I'm going to pretend like he is. So I'm going to, I'm going I'm going to address you, bro. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm not about to go crazy, nothing like that, but I'm going to, I'm going to address him like he's listening. So for starters, your intro music is too long, my guy. <laughs> that shit was a full ass minute, bro. <laughs> like, that shit went a while. I, I was, I was driving. I was like, damn, the fucking intro's still on. No, I'm just fucking with you, man. But like, yeah, that that was a long ass intro music. And then like that episode started with a Tim Hortons ad that was like, I I didn't know if Tim Hortons was a sponsor or if he just played like a commercial from TV. I don't know. If if Tim Hortons is a sponsor of your podcast, big ups. Big us, bro. Like, like for real. You, you teach, teach us your ways, my friend. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Teach us your ways, bro. But, like, uh, aside from that, like, the intro music was long as fuck. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. But I don't know what your what your goal was in this. Well, I, no, I have an idea. But um, so from my perspective, I think that the idea of interviewing white folks and asking them the 11, I believe, questions that you ask was a phenomenal idea. I think it's a great idea to get, and this is what all four of them said, was getting, getting a dialogue popping off. And I think getting a dialogue popping off is a great idea. But, um, and I, I think this was probably, probably by design, there wasn't really a dialogue. It was just them saying whatever they said, and he's just like, Cool, good answer. Next question. And that's that's fine, but um for me listening to it, I wanted to hear a little bit of of dialogue. And for me, I'm big on accountability. Um in my job, I have to hold uh the people who report to me accountable for what they do. If I don't, then that's on me. Like it, it, it reflects poorly on me if I don't hold people accountable. So like I've, I've, I've gained a respect for accountability and I feel like the people that he brought on this podcast to talk about their experiences being white people, they were not challenged. I'd like to see a potentially controversial opinion challenged. Like I'd like to see it an actual dialogue, some accountability and some challenging for people who, who might have opinions that they feel are warranted as opinions and say, Hey, um, that might not be your opinion might not be based on, uh, reality or things that actually take place in the real world. And, I think a lot of those people, I think, I think a lot, uh, we could have gained a lot if instead of a question answer session, if it had been more of a, a a conversation, yeah, something like that, where it's like, Hey, what's your, how do you feel about you? Like, what's your, 
um, experience as a white person in America. And they give their answer, and then you say, well, what about this or what about that? And I, I, I'm, I firmly believe that's not what he was going for, was a uh, something that could evolve into a debate, per se. But I feel like giving, giving people a platform to, to, to give their opinions and thoughts without holding them accountable for possibly problematic opinions is is troublesome because like it's a learning experience and 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 to add to that i think that the the four people that he added that he had interviewed i think was people that he actually know well Mm -hmm. and so i got that impression yeah um that's kind of what i gathered that's what we gathered and for that it just it almost it seems more troubling because from what I understand, Delvin is black. And so, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. he lives a black experience. And to have people who are white that think like they think, it just seems like, how do you give them passes to, 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 to feel that way? Like, why do they feel comfortable enough to ex- express their fucked up as ideologies on being, you know, white in America? And they but, don't realize that their opinions are, are, are flawed. And I think that's where the dialogue comes in. And I was, like, and I was you need to take, have that. Yeah. And I was kind of taking back his, re, his response. Cause I, had, I had commented that, you know, uh, um, three of them, you know, I ain't really care for the other three. When, when did, when was this comment? This was a little earlier. This was probably, was this before I tweet before I sent my tweet. This is this is all in response to your tweet. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. This is all in response to your tweet. He says, um, "Wait, where the fuck did he go?" His 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 comment was, "I can't knock people for speaking their truth, whether I agree or not. It takes balls to come out and speak freely about how you feel in these times." That's I can re- true, which is true, which is but true. But it also takes balls to to say the shit you said and and to hold those people accountable so to be like okay you said that and that's your opinion and i may respect it or i may not but counterpoint continue and there was no counterpoint yeah i mean i think it it, well just 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 take the podcast out of it if if he's more than friends with three the three people who you know who had the the fucked up opinions it's more of, of mutual relation, mutual respect outside of that. Like, I don't think I could have three people as even associates that I would consider talking to on a, on a uh, you know, more than a, more than a, you know, a casual basis to be white and have those opinions, knowing the black struggle and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I could, I, you know, especially I, I think the first guy and the wife, I feel like he know them pretty well, you mm-hmm. know, just because of their, you know, their pleasantries and so forth. I just couldn't be around white people who thought like they did. Like that would just bother the shit out of me. If, if you can't be white and, and res, res, respect the fact and know that you do have a privilege and so forth, you know, that, that would bother me even more than the actual podcast. Like, 
and just and and even if you're bothered by it, at least challenge that person to think outside of how they currently believe. So, like, if you have like to take for instance the first guy, the very first guy, the very first question was at he was asked to explain not explain he was asked to talk about his experiences as a white person in America, and he didn't answer the question at all. He was like, yeah, I grew up here and in middle America and I didn't really have too much time around uh, other ethnicities. And um, he didn't say, I don't see color, but he said, I don't see color without saying it. Like, you know, I, I, I hate that shit. Yeah, me too. But he was like, you know, you know I, I've been around this group of people, that group of people. And it, it, it devolved into a almost like it almost felt defensive, like. Asking, what is your experience in America as a white person? He almost took it as like having to defend his his experience as a white person. Where it's not about being defensive or explaining um, what experiences you have and why. It's just asking, like, what is it like for you? And I was interested to hear the answer to that question because I don't know. Like, I'm curious to see, like... Like, I mean, I have my uh, ideas of what it's like to be a white person in America right now, but I'd like to hear a white person in America who's like, hey, um, I, this is my experience. These are my experiences. I have um, these privileges. I have these setbacks, and this is what it's like. And he took it as almost like a way to be like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm cool with minorities. Like, I, I don't want to hear that. And I felt like, and again, I I feel like this is by design, but I feel like he didn't really challenge any of these people to um, think outside the box or, or 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 understand maybe flaws that they might have in their perceptions of their place in this country. And um, I felt like there was a lot more room for actual conversation as opposed to giving them a platform to speak their piece and then that's it. And I would have liked to have heard a little bit more um, challenging of their their not necessarily their beliefs, but why they why they interpret their beliefs and experiences the way that they do. I I I'd have liked to see a, a bit more dialogue. Yeah, I mean, insurance. I I, I would just want to see them caught out on their bullshit. They had a lot of <laughs> bullshit. There was. And, there was a lot. There was. There was. Some and I feel shit like you. Just like, I, I feel how like did you not say anything. Yeah, and I feel like you can. I feel like it all was a teachable moment. It's a, all of the potential, te- and especially if they call themselves friends, it's yeah, teachable moments. Yeah. And if you know they're not willing to say, think, you know, they admit like, man, this is some real fucked up shit. You know, we've we've thought fucked up for a while. You know. I don't know how long I could probably continue that friendship. <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> I'm not fucking with y'all, man. Y'all think fucked up for real. But you could take those people and give them, like you said, an educational moment. But I don't think that that was really there. And I think, give an example, like the first guy, um, I think when he was asked um, what he would do to uh, improve America right now, he mentioned uh, giving like a, a, a better dialogue, 
which on the surface is cool, but then he says something like, uh, people feel like their their stance is how it is. Like, that's just facts, and they don't want to listen to other people's opinions. And and then he's like, there's no, there's no wrong opinion. I just feel differently than you do. And I am ve- vehemently opposed to that, that standpoint because you can't say... I feel differently than you, and that's just my opinion, when your opinion is problematic and damaging. Like, you can't say, like, oh, people just have different opinions. Like, in the world that we live in right now, a difference in opinion can be life or death. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not, like, this ain't a game. Like, we're not talking about do you like chocolate or not. We're not talking about do you think Burger King is better than Steak and Shake. Like, we're talking about whether or not you feel like it's okay to for uh, cops to kill black people and get away with it. Like, look, the stakes are way higher than that's just my opinion. The idea of there are no wrong opinions is the worst and most problematic opinion that you can have because, like, people need to be held accountable for having trash-ass opinions because their trash-ass opinions result in trash-ass actions. And that shit needs to be curtailed. Like, you can't have people out here acting like, oh, that's just my opinion. No, that's not... Your opinion is wrong. Like, people can have wrong opinions. I don't even understand how that's a foreign concept to people. Like, that's not crazy to think that people can have wrong opinions. Like, like I told you before we off-air, like, Hitler's opinion was that Jews didn't have no place in this bitch. Like, you can't just be like, that was just Hitler's opinion. No, that was... Like, Hitler was fucked up. Like, he was wrong. And there's a whole lot of opinions that exist that are wrong. And when we allow people to hold the belief that all opinions are okay, is how we end up in situations that we're at right now, where minorities are being mistreated and people's rights are being taken away because you might, someone who's in power might feel like that, that group of people doesn't deserve this right. Like, that's how this country is in the fucked up position that it is right now. Like you can't just be like, Oh, opinions are cool. And like to have a white person say that a lot of what's going on in this country is people's inability to accept other people's opinions is incredibly problematic. Like that is not something you can just write off as like opinions because like, like I said, people's fucked up opinions results in fucked up actions, and that's why we are where we are right now. That's why Trump was elected. That's why he's been allowed to be a piece of shit for two years. Like, it's because of opinions. And we got to stop letting people feel like uh, opinions are okay. Like, oh, that's just how I feel. Like, no. I'm not going to let you be like, that's just how I feel. Because how you feel is fucked up and wrong. Like, you feel like people who aren't who don't look like you don't deserve the rights that you have mm-hmm. that's not that's not up for discussion you're a fucking asshole like there's no that, that, that's not a difference of opinion that's not like oh i like scarface and you didn't like it or you know i liked fucking i don't know deep blue sea and you didn't like it like no this is like we're talking about people's rights to like live and flourish as humans in this country and on this planet like this isn't about differences of opinions. This is about people who are fucked up and who have fucked up opinions and who make those things fucked up actions 
and that result in a fucked up living space. And people need to be held accountable for that. And I do not agree with uh, letting people skate on fucked up opinions. Like, people have to be held accountable. And, like, that was my main problem with that, was that they were given their platform to speak on their opinions and their uh, their experiences that they've had in life, which which uh, which form their opinions and not be held accountable for why their opinions might be fucked up and wrong. And I think that people need to have a a uh, a dialogue where you can have something like that, where you say, "Here's my eleven questions about." What is your experience like? What are your opinions like? What do you deal with on a day-to-day? What, what Do you feel discriminated? Do you not feel discriminated? Do you feel like you have advantages? Do you not? And then if you have somebody that's like, as a white person, it's like, no, nah, I don't have no advantages. Bullshit, you don't have no fucking advantages. Don't, don't be like, yeah, that's cool. Like, no, it's not cool. That's not cool. Because if they feel like they don't have any advantages, they're going to continue to live as people who don't understand that they have a leg up on people who are essentially the same as them, but don't have those advantages because they look different. And that's not a good, that's not a good perception to have. And people with these fucked up opinions need to be held accountable. They absolutely do. And when he, he one of his questions is like, what would you what would you do differently or what would you change or something like that? And like what I would change would be having these dialogues, but pressing people like, Hey, you feel this way, but what about this? What about that? These are the, these are the circumstances that created these conditions. Like how do you, how do you reconcile people who are the same as you having to deal with shittier circumstances than you because of how they look. Like, these are the kinds of questions and dialogues that need to happen, and I don't feel like that happened on that podcast. And that's that's what, what bothered me about it. So, like, on one hand, I feel like it's a great conversation to have, and these were all great questions, and he got real answers. Well, that first guy didn't give real answers. Like, that motherfucker didn't even really... A- like, there were a couple of times where he didn't even answer the question because, like, I could tell that him and his wife to a lesser degree were almost like defensive. Like they felt like, Oh, here's a question. Now I have to defend why I'm okay with black people or I have to defend why I have privilege, but not actually acknowledge the privilege. Like it it was like weird. So like they, they didn't really answer the questions at some points. And I, I'm big on accountability and like, we got to start pressing these people to be like, you know, how you feel is wrong and you might not be a piece of shit because how because of how you feel is wrong but it's just because you don't know so here's the background here's the education here's what's happening to people who don't look like you and who people people who live in different different neighborhoods or cities or whatever what they got to deal with and why and now you can understand why the dialogue is funky whereas they just feel like the dialogue is funky because motherfuckers ain't listening to me. Like, no, motherfuckers ain't listening to you because you don't understand what's going on. And so here's what's going on. Here's all the information. Digest that and then come with something a little bit better. And I feel like that was a little bit lost right there. But 
Um, I definitely respect what he was trying to do. And at the end of the day, like maybe he's got a long-term plan that I don't see. You know, maybe he's like he's gonna fire off mad episodes where he asks questions and to give answers, and then maybe there'll be a group of episodes where these people have conversations with people who aren't him, who somebody like me who's gonna be like, "Hey, <laughs> what you just said is fucked up. Here's why." <laughs> you know, so I don't know, man, but I really like that segment. That segment of this podcast, yeah, I feel like yeah. that went well. Yeah, that, um, I, I was like, I'm curious to see if he uh, actually does a follow up where it could be some kind of accountability, some kind of call outs. Like, you know, the shit you were saying was fucked up, and you know, uh, a, a good, a good open conversation about it. So, yeah, and um, not not your fault. Like, you know, it's fucked up, but you don't know no better. Like, don't say it like that. But like, you know, it was fucked up. You don't know no better. But here's here's what's I mean, going on. I, I think we're at an age, man, where we just don't have to beat around a bush about that. I would hope so. Like, you know, I don't have any uh, whites that are white people that are close to me that have such fucked up opinions like that. Like, I honestly couldn't do it. So, but like I said, I, I appreciate the format of how he did it. You know, Delvin, um, and hopefully they get some kind of they listen for some some better tips on life, dude. Like, shit, but. Uh, like you mentioned before, you mentioned the three or the four. Shout out to that last dude. The last dude like, was man, awesome, that dude. last dude, like, that motherfucker is invited to the barbecue. He's going to appreciate the ribs. He's going to bring seasoned food. He's going to bring red Kool-Aid. Like, I fuck with that last dude. The last dude was, that's, that's the kind of guy that we, like, last week when you talked about, or maybe two weeks ago when you talked about, uh, white people who are supporters yeah, like and are down to struggle. Yeah. Like that's, that's him. Like that's that guy. We need more guys like him. Like that guy Absolutely. gets it. He Absolutely. fucking gets it. And like, we need more people like him. So we know and I all- tweeted that motherfucker. I was like, you know what? I listened to that shit and I fuck with you, dog. Like <laughs> you was out there. He followed me back too. I, yeah. I think that shit. But like, yo, that's a, that's a good dude. Like, like that's somebody that we need more white folks like him. And I sit on this podcast for 190 episodes, and I've been shitting on white people for 190 weeks. And God damn it, that guy gets it. And I fuck with him. And I yeah. fuck with him. I fuck with DJ Tim Hines. I fuck with Axel. I fuck with my father-in-law. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even get off his hand of naming people. That's it. Yeah. I fuck with the yeah. four, though. Yeah, that's real. I, 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 I'm, I'm curious to see. But, uh, yeah, if you check out, uh, it's called the Delvin... Cox experience. The Delvin Cox experience. I forget the episode title, but it's it's uh It was the White American White experience. American Experience. Like, I don't know if it's the number title, one. but yeah. Like was, if you go to the podcast, yeah. it's the second to last one. So yeah, check my man out. That was pretty pretty dope. Yeah, it was dope. And it's is it even if I might not uh necessarily agree with how this whole concept played out, I one respect the concept. I respect it heavily. Mm. And I wish I thought of it first. Right. <laughs> I respect the concept. And then I I respect um I respect what what he what he's trying to do like and what he's doing. Like I, I that's the only podcast of his episode I've listened to. So if by any chance Delvin Cox you are listening to this right now, full disclosure, I only listened to that one episode, but just off the strength of that one episode, I fuck with what you're trying to do. 
So that that's cool. Like I just like I I'd like to see a bit more accountability. And I know that's your people. And you like, yo, I love this person. This is my brother. Yada yada yada. I know you fuck with them people, but like I said earlier, I'm big on accountability, and I feel like some of those people have some very problematic opinions, and I feel like they need to not not necessarily aggressively like, yo, you like how I was saying it, like, yo, you wrong and you fucked up, like nothing like that, but like, you know, come at them like, you know, well, what about this? What about that? Here's some background, yada yada yada. You know, give them some, give them you know a little something to reflect on, because it's it's. Here's an example. One of his questions was, um, what is your proudest moment of America? And it wasn't until, when I first heard the question. So he interviewed four people on the first guy. When he first asked that question, my immediate thought of my proudest moment of America was when we elected Barack Obama. And that's not me even being like pro black. Like it's not even necessarily like a pro Barack Obama thing because at the end of the day, I feel like Barack Obama was a decent president. Like, I don't think he was great. Like he, he's, he could sell water to a whale. That nigga, like he, he was on point as far as like selling his shit. But like at the end of the day, like what he did as president was eh. You know, I, I, I give him like maybe like a B, B minus as a president, something like that. But um, that was my proudest moment because that was when I felt like this country made a turn. Like we fucking elected a black man with a fucking name like Obama, Barack Obama. Like this country's getting somewhere. And then within a handful of months, I realized that we fucked up electing a black man because all the white people was like, yo, we fucked up and elected a black man. <laughs> like, we got to turn up. And everything's been downhill ever since. Man, downhill for sure. But, like, that's the, <clears throat> that's the kind of shit that, that bears discussing. And the fact that those first three people didn't cite that as a, as a, as a stand-up moment in American history was telling to me. Like, that didn't even occur to them. And that was my immediate thought. And it wasn't on some pro-black shit. It was just like, that's a big moment for America. Like, the first black president. And you think of the proudest moment in America, and that doesn't occur to you? And then when the fourth guy came on, I'm listening. I'm like, yo, I fuck with this dude. This guy's on his shit. And then what did I say? When he asked that question, I was like, he's going to give my answer. And he was like, when Barack Obama got elected, I was like, my nigga. That's what I'm (laughs) talking about. So he was on it. And like that's 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 some shit to be proud of, man. And like, even if you don't like Barack Obama at all, you could you should still be able to acknowledge that at that moment in two thousand eight, that felt like this country made some real progress. And in turn, we decided to take eight steps back. <laughs> yes, our, our our current state affairs is so fucked up. Tis, tis, but that's all I got, man. I have I had my little thing about the radio station shit, but that's not pressing. I can let that go. So that's cool. Um, so we're uh, wow, two two hours fifty minutes. Definitely one of the longest we've done in a while. Yeah, but we had a lot of shit. You know, we covered a lot. So thanks for listening. As always, uh, shout out to Delvin Cox for the his uh, podcast and episode. Check that out if you get a chance. Is uh, 
white American experience, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Baylor for to putting Baylor us on. For putting us on and uh, shooting us an email. Shout out to uh, Jeff. Jeff. And uh, let me know about my steak and shake is trash. Um, I know now. I know now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, we'll be back uh, for uh, 201. I'm sorry, 191. 191. 191. 191. I am totally off. Fuck. Yeah, 191. And um, yeah, hit us up. Uh, our email is uh, podcast at gmail. Or you can find our Twitter page uh, at podcast, Or you can find our Facebook page. Uh, what up, the podcast? Uh, we are Spotify, on SoundCloud, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, all iTunes, that good shit, all that stuff. And whenever we post our episodes, now we post all all three of the major uh, formats, so you can find us somewhere. So check us He's out. He's Grumpy Otis. I'm wait, grump- do you have an underscore in there? Nope. No. Wait. Do I? I don't know. No, I don't. It's Let's like, see. It's just. Are you one hundred percent sure that you do not have an underscore? I'm not one hundred percent sure, but I believe I just got one word. Well, I'm gonna look. Nope, it's just one word. Grumpy Otis with a zero, and uh, he's. Oh, uh, I didn't people that has zero. Um, Michael underscore Michael Aaron underscore Aaron. Um, you find our Twitter podcast again. I can say at what up though podcast. That's W U D U P D O E, and uh, I think we covered all. So uh, we did. We'll see y'all next time. Yep. Peace. Peace.